This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu for all your UofL College of Business news and notes. We're from 3 to 6 on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming wherever you can stream radio shows. You know it better as the Big X. We want to hear from you between now and 6. Text us on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app. Save yourself some money every time you need to fuel up at one of the 65,312 area Thornton's locations. And when you download the Refreshing Rewards app now for new members, free breakfast sandwich, free drink. Can't beat that. Trevor Kelsey is here. He's looking golden. He's upset. About the Eagles losing last night, the perfect season comes to an end. The dream dies. He didn't handle it well. He's not handling it well. But he's going to pick himself up off the mat, make some plays during the show, because it's game day, damn it. You you have one game day last night. didn't go great. You had a bunch of game days over the weekend. They didn't go great either. Tonight's another game day. It's a chance to live again. We're going to pick yourself up. How are you this afternoon? What can we do to make you feel better? He's groaning. Not in a good mood right now. He's not in a good place. No, I'm not very happy about last night. Spent some extra time in the car, some additional time in the car before today's show, longer than usual. Did get me my Arby's. Did what? I did get the Arby's. Okay, good. I did pick up the Arby's on the way here. Uh, I left enough time for that, but yeah, it's not too happy. You know, I mean, you don't expect to go undefeated, but when you're eight weeks in, it just you, you it makes against that, that team at home. It makes that yeah against that team and and losing that way when you just. I mean, you're, you're better than they are. You shoot yourself in the foot over. I mean, you throw an interception, it goes off your receiver hands, it gets picked off. You get a fumble that shouldn't even happen because of a face mask. You get another fumble when the guy's all by himself at the 20 pretty much. And in the end of it all, you, you don't even get a fair shot at the last possession because no. they, it just, they just horrific call that. I felt bad for you. It just in, in watching Tyler Heineke just celebrate like he did anything. Like he did it on purpose. Like he did anything short of sticking his nose up the umpire's rear end. Like that's all. It should be Heine kiss my rear endy. That's what his name should be. I mean, it just, I just wanted to go over and just drop kick him. I, did, I wanted to do a King Bundy body splash on him after that game. It was annoying. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm not. I shouldn't say looking forward to it, but I'm expecting the day when a, a defensive player tears his ACL trying to stop on a dime. 
from touching a, a quarterback that does that. Let's just see how the league feels about that then. The dude who hit him, the, the guy who got flagged for the penalty, was trying. Like, he was trying to hold up at the last second. They were both coming at him. He just took a knee, and they both held up. It was annoying. It was an annoying way to end the game. And some sure. defensive player is going to find one day going to get hurt doing that, and then the league's going to be like, oh, man, we're as dumb as everyone knew we would, we had been. Do you want something right off the bat, right uh, at the jump of today's show, that's going to pick you up? It's going to lift your spirits. Do you have Tyler here? I can just kick him in the groin? I don't. Do you have the referee here? No. <laughs> well, I guess I'll settle for third option. Third option is this. <laughs> Louisville's Brian Brown has been nominated for the 2022 Broyles Award, which is given each year to college football's top assistant coach. Broyles. Like like broils like you get on your on your body when, when you have like a disease? Well, those are boils. Okay. Because <laughs> that's kind of what he is. There are 51 <laughs> honorees in this group wow. out of a possible 1,500 assistant coaches. Brian Brown, one of the top 50 assistants. He's the top percent when it comes to assistant coaches in college football. How bad are those 1,441 other guys? Are you still doing this as a shtick? <laughs> you got to admit the defense has been good. I know, but I just... Got to. Is yeah, that, that what you're going to keep pivoting to? Well, that, the problem is is that if, it, if I don't give into that, then I have to admit that this guy's just been screwing with me for three and a half years. Or maybe he's just getting progressively better. It took him that long? Hey. Run one built in a day. Well, the cliche. Built under a you. decade, though. People got to be patient. <laughs> Kenny Payne, same thing. I mean that that's why that's why I can't accept it now. Is that he's because then it just makes me mad that he's just been screwing with me for so long, and I don't know which one is really better. Which, which is the better way to feel? George Clooney didn't get famous until he was in his forties. I don't know. Michael know. Jordan got cut from his high school team. Ever heard that? <laughs> Oh, but it was really got cut from the the varsity team. I know, I know the story. It's a funny anecdote. <laughs> Brian Brown just needed some time. We can't all be early bloomers, and Brian Brown is a little bit of a late bloomer, and now he's blossoming into one of the top assistant coaches in all of college football. You should be happy. This is for you. He's doing it for you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank when he you, accepts David. the 2022 Broyles Award, he's going to say, "I'd like to thank the big guy." I'm not talking about God. Not talking about Scott Satterfield. Scott I'm talking about a guy by the name of Trevor Kelsey. Been listening to the Mike Rutherford Show every day for the last two years. This man's been on my case. He's pushed me to be better. And without him, I would not be up here today accepting this award. TK, this is for you. This is for you and you alone. It's going to happen. If he does that, then I would be excited. That would be, that would be awesome, actually. Then you'd be like, I don't want your thanks. I don't want your praise. I want, that award belongs to Scott. <laughs> I, want, I want victories against Virginia and Wake Forest in 21 is what you, I want. You're like in the audience giving thumbs down, <laughs> straight booing. You're the only guy who doesn't stand up and applaud. Look, look, looking like uh, like Joey after he didn't win the, uh, the, his award. He's like, that son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, congrats to Brian Brown. Very yeah, cool to see I him mean, up there. That's, that's Whether you think he deserves it or not, TK, cool for him. To have that distinction. The, the, I look at it the fact that the defense is getting that distinction. And that's cool. <laughs> what would Brian Brown have to do for you to give him a shred of credit? A credit? I mean, bringing me Tyler Hinkie would be nice right about now. But I, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know what he could do. I mean, tell me, tell me what, why suddenly, why it took the falling in the, the rock bottom of alcoholism that is co- assistant coaching and defensive coordinating of the Boston College game that convinced him. <laughs> that's what's going to take is a, per, a personal explanation. Yes, I want it, and don't give me don't give me this 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 canned 
press conference talk where you're like, well, we just kindly gelled. I mean, <laughs> I did not intend for this to devolve into once again you just railing against Brian Brown seriously. I thought this was going to be a funny what mood I was in joke, forty-five seconds feel, and yet here we are. I, I do love glancing at the Thornton sex line for the first time. I, I, some people, angry. <laughs> some people are always going to try to text the show early, so we get some texts at like two fifty-five, three o'clock, and all this stuff. But the one from before our, the last text from, I guess. Who's report with Matt Dennison? That's is that twelve to one or is that it's eleven to twelve? No, that's uh, twelve to one is beers of spears. Twelve to one is, is spears yeah. on spores. The most recent text from that show at twelve fifty was Clemson rushes the field for every single home win. It's a weird tra- tradition. They call it meeting at the fall. It's real and it's dumb. So they had some they had some legitimate storming the field Clemson talk on on spears and uh, on. on a, Dude, I wonder if spears or spears Sco- on sports. I wonder if Spe- Scoots was on the board for that. He does the, the board for him on Tuesday through Friday. Scoots probably brought it up as a topic. I'm, I'm curious who, who which one brought it up and which one maybe if they both or did one of them not know that it was a tradition. It's okay not to know that, right? It's a tradition. That it's a tradition, unlike it, any other. It is a tradition. It is a tradition. I first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> no idea what you're you didn't know about. that no oh you didn't think they did, they just do it for Louisville games it's actually not Dabo Dabo said first time he's ever seen it couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe his eyes so do they do that when so they do it when they beat like directional university at the beginning of the season too right no just for Louisville just for Louisville first time in program history well I mean it's it's an accomplishment to beat Brian Brown it, clearly <laughs> they were like we scored 31 points on his D the program has arrived yeah love it uh, they should run up the hill at the end of games. <laughs> that, that would be... Only if they lose. If they lose in a loss, every, all the players have to run back up the hill. That would be a fun thing to see. Uh, it is. We're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, we do have some football notes to get to. Scott Satterfield addressed the media today. So did Brian Brown. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what they had to say. A little Malik Cunningham update. That was a non-update. Can you guess what the Malik Cunningham update is? He is day-to-day. They're damn right he is. He's just like the rest of us. Uh, he is day-to-day. Just like everyone else in this world. He, he is day-to-day. He is day-to-day. There's your Malik Cunningham update of the day. Uh, we'll, we'll update... <laughs> consistently as the week goes on. But Satterfield did say some more meaningful things that we'll get to. I didn't have to to know what he said. Exactly. You didn't have to. (laughs) It's game day. Cards in action against Appalachian State tonight. 6 o'clock. Early tip-off on ACC Network. Are we a pregame show? Yeah, I guess. We'll have to get out here a little bit early because you can hear the action. We don't want you to be, you know, listening to the Mike Rutherford show extending and accidentally going over by a couple minutes. We want you to listen to the the actual pregame and the actual game on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Uh, So we'll hand the baton over to them at a little bit before 6 o'clock today. That you want to be able to get home for tip-off. Exactly. I I would like to see the start of the game. I also have to rush home because, again, my wife is in Orlando for work, which has been... I'm alive through through a day and a half. So we know how my evening went. God. Thanks to... Some outside people. Uh, how 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 was how was your first night flying solo with single dad, Mister Mom, last night? It was. There were periods where it was not great. You, I texted you a few times and you were like, I had to turn the game off, then I turned the game back on. By the way, every time you turned the game off, we got screwed. I, I was getting mad. Well, that wasn't it. like the kids were asleep. That was like ten o'clock. So yeah. it was me. That was me flipping back and forth between American Dad. And every time I remember to turn, <laughs> every time I remember to turn the Eagles game on, I, I I bleep you not. Every time I turned it on, we were doing. There was a replay stuff. of the Eagles' most recent fumble, and I was like, I've got to leave because when I left the game on, they were playing well. So I did I did leave it on at the end. And watch the, the remainder of the game. So it wasn't. I was hoping I could will the team to victory for your sake, but that didn't happen. And more importantly, what American Dad was it? 
one, of the, Christ- one? Oh, one of the Christmas ones. Was good. Oh, nice. I, just, yeah. I just was watching. I was watching a little something before I went to sleep. <laughs> they battle Santa. <laughs> Not that one, but the one where he's trying. His, his uh, adopted son's the Antichrist, and Stan's trying to kill him to get, oh, to get yeah, back into pajamas on backwards, yeah. Yeah, upside down. Yeah. But so I get home last night, and uh, Angie, our, our babysitter, is, she stays a little bit late to help out, which is cool. She gets dinner ready, and like Virginia's kind of understanding that mommy's gone, but still like not like when she's coming back. And so John is not understanding at all. He's one. He's when I get home, he's like, okay, what the hell? Like this dude's always hanging out with me later than mommy is like, mommy should be down hanging out with me, holding me and being cool right now. So he's just, is. she works upstairs. Mary does every day. And so John is just like staring at the stairs, like looking up at the stairs, like longingly. Aww. I know I took a picture. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, I'm not sending this to Mary. It will send her to reduce her to tears instantly. So then he just starts losing it. Yeah, hold on to that for when you need it. Exactly. Well, I, I end up sending it to her later in the night, but only after I sent a bunch of... in the back pocket when she gives me a guilt trip next time. I did send it to her later in the night, but only after I had a bunch of pictures of him looking like really happy and oh, okay. he was asleep. I was like, but this was not great. But so he's he loses it after a while. He's going nuts. He like actually loses it. Usually when, when Angie, our babysitter, leaves, he's fine because mommy's there. But when Angie leaves, I guess he needs the, he needs the female touch. She leaves. He loses it just just goes nuts <clears throat> and about that same time mary's like i got a little break in the action let's facetime and i'm like i don't know if this is a good idea yeah, it's gonna confuse, confuse the kid more he's just calming down so like virginia sees mommy and she's like she she gets it she, she facetimes with you know we, we put her cousin on sometimes or you know her aunt or yeah you know, my grandma i'm like uh, she, she understands technology exactly yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much at so two she, already. <laughs> she's like, hi, mommy. And she's like, are you coming home soon? Like They're like, hey. And John sees it. And I mean, just bleeping loses it. Like, just goes nuts. Now, what time is this around? This is like 7 o'clock. Okay. So you, you, you haven't even, the game hadn't started yet. You're just. Tired. No, he's he's seeing this. And like, Mary's like, oh, she's like, I can tell she's getting sad. And I'm like, well, I mean, you did this. What, this is this is your fault. <laughs> this you is to tell her that. <laughs> I told you we would do it after John went to sleep and, we, and before Virginia was going to go to sleep. So she could, you know, Virginia will talk to you. She'll understand. John does not get it. So it's like, it's breaking my heart. I'm like, well, it's breaking his heart. You're killing our son. <laughs> so he like, I, I just kind of, I'm like, I'm like shifting the phone around so he can't see it. Like Virginia can like trying to hear, we can't hear her. She can't hear us because John is screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, let's just try this again later. John takes a huge crap, which makes him feel better. He is my kid. He is your son. And then takes a bath, which also makes him feel better. So oh, yeah. he, and he's just, he got up like 5:45 yesterday anyway. So he was super tired. So get him down. My sister comes over um, late. She brings like belated birthday presents for Virginia, which of course makes her the happiest kid in the world. She's birthday like two months ago. It was Katie. That <laughs> <laughs> was bad. We hadn't seen Aunt Katie in a while. <laughs> I mean, we love her. Oh, she's that is that that's she's that aunt of the family. No, no, no. <laughs> what do, do you see every couple of years? She, no, she's just had some stuff going on. She's so sometimes she, asking for money. <laughs> well, she was. I mean, she was there for her birthday. She just did not. The presents hadn't come yet, so she okay. she'd gotten the presents. So she brought them over. And I, yeah, I didn't say these like were belated birthday presents because then it would just confuse her. She's like, my birthday was two. I'm actually ago. the cousin of the family of her. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm the cousin of Katie. <laughs> but no, she loved it. Like so, Virginia was in a great mood. We did Facetime with Mary again, and Virginia was all about it. And uh, first day was a success. Both kids slept well last night. That was awesome. And then got through a whole night of sleeping. Got through a whole night of sleeping. Va was was good going to school this morning. Uh, she was very excited to bring her presents with her in the car on the way to school. And when I left, John was like in the middle of like a three-hour nap, so that was good. Virginia had just gone down, so we're we're rolling now. How this goes with the game tonight is going to be interesting. Now, now since it is an early game, which can be a positive, only maybe topped no. by a late game. Hold on, let me through this. Okay, 
Can you keep the babysitter there for to like eight closer to eight? Well, no, she's gonna stay for a little. My mom's gonna come over and help out for a little. Bit. Okay, well, you bring somebody in to yeah, help out. But still, like at I, least it's an early game. That way, whoever's helping out doesn't have to stay like to like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. No, mom, mom will stay until I get John down. But she, I mean, the thing is, there's no way for me to just like sit there, watch the game, and then write the post game story because yeah, in fact, you gotta write the post game right after is what is the kick. Well, it's the middle of dinner time. It's the middle of bath time. It's the middle of getting like ready for bedtime. Like it's just and there's like mom can't do that all by herself. So you had like multiple siblings. She can probably handle a couple. Nobody can do, but not at this age. Nobody can do all that by yourself. Unless you just like leave John in the high chair and let him wail, which is I have done before. I've done done that. It's not ideal. You got to do what you got to do. So, you know, and and mom doesn't know exactly like what they want. Like, you know, where's the dinner? Like, how does she like this? How do they like that? Kids are high maintenance. And you can't record game and watch when they go to bed because you have to put the post up afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I always do, which is why like people are like, well, you don't tweet as much during games anymore. I'm like half the time I'm watching from 10 minutes behind because my daughter has had like a meltdown in the middle of the floor <laughs> and I've had to pause it for a little bit or, you know, John has crapped on the floor and like I'm trying picking that up. The only positive to doing that is you know you can skip past halftime or past commercials. Yeah. You do that. Sometimes I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll fast forward during free throws and stuff like and try to catch up. So, yeah, I've done that. But there are times where like I'll stay off social media because I'm, you know, perpetually five ten minutes behind tonight will uh, be that for me i probably because i have to run we'll figure it out. after the store after the show and i probably wouldn't get home till close to like 7 38 so I'm, i made sure to record it before i left the house and just have to keep the radio off and the and the, and the phone on silent until, until i get which is gonna be hard because i did because i wasn't too far behind on saturday's game but i was i think i was maybe like maybe 20 minutes behind and this was just i'd gotten up on time this was more like pausing to go to the bathroom or you got you know stuff like that and, you know, as we're getting down to the wire, and the, my phone just starts going off of, you know, a UK fans just, just making fun of me because he hit the shot. And I, I don't look at the text, but I can see already, like, something's the, happened. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I was already, so I was kind of, like, a, a waiting for that shot to go in in front of BHH as, as much as anything. So hopefully that doesn't happen again tonight. We have a. Uh, I don't get anything. I know we probably won because then they go silent on yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, which is yeah. The, the less you hear, the better these days. Yes. So hopefully that's the case again tonight. I will talk about this App State game in just a second, but I just saw across the the timeline here, Andy Bashir has signed an executive order to legalize medical marijuana in Kentucky. <clears throat> I'm a little sick. Now I could use, I could use a doctor. Here's what's gonna. But <laughs> it's not exactly legalizing medical marijuana. Essentially, if you get medical marijuana in a state where it is legalized, you can bring it into Kentucky and use it. Okay. So that's something. One step. I'm always coming from Illinois. <laughs> one step towards doing something that makes a damn bit of sense. I mean, legalize it and legalize sports gaming. Bring some money into this I mean, poverty state. I mean, both. We're just leaving money in the table. I mean, I've done this spiel a million times before. I'm not going to do it again. I mean, but... at least I don't have to pay a toll fee to go to Illinois to get one thing where I have to pay it to go to Indiana to gamble on another. You have experience doing that? those two things? I mean, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. I guess I could go over the sermon a bit, but that bridge just scares me. I'm already gambling enough on sports. I don't want to gamble my life going across that bridge. You ever been across that bridge? It's just like freaky, man. It is. It, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'd rather pay $8 and go across a new bridge than drive across that thing. Small price to pay for my safety. Yeah, small price to pay to not fall into the river from 100 feet. Um, we also, by the way, uh, Juwan Pass has been named a starting quarterback in the XFL. I told you he got signed by the XFL recently. When is the XFL coming back again? I, I haven't even heard really much about no it. I have no idea, but he's a quarterback for the San Antonio Brahmas. 
The what? The Brahmas. Like, remember the Brahma Bull? When Rocky was... The Rock was the Brahma Bull? Why don't they just be the Express or the Bandits or something? Well, they're the Brahmas. (laughs) And Jawan Pass is starting at quarterback (laughs) for them. dumb name. (laughs) And I'm a starting quarterback in the... Listen to some of these names that are starting in the... or, Or playing quarterback in the XFL. DeAndre Francois. Oh, Florida State. A.J. McCarron. Uh, Alabama. Jalen McClendon. Remember him? Uh, hold on. on. Jalen McClendon. Um, that name sounds really familiar, but I can't remember where to go. Baylor. I was the, oh, okay. Eric Dungy. That's <laughs> Syracuse. Damn right. <laughs> I always thought he was related to Tony Dungy until I saw him. Caleb Elby, who was like, <laughs> lights out at Western Michigan when uh, you know they were rowing the boat down there. Oh, was he part of the uh, first P.J. Fleck? Team with Corey Davis and them. He was up. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, but all these guys, I also did not realize that DeAndre Francois ended his college career at Hampton after transferring from Florida State. I thought he just finished at Florida State and ran out of eligibility. But congrats to Juwan Pass. Let's uh, Puma still staying alive, still keeping that career going. Hope he has success there. I guess are all the team names going to be after Rock uh, Dwayne Johnson thing since he owns it now. Um, doesn't look like it. I'll be, I'll be Arlington honest. Renegades, the DC Defenders, the Houston Roughnecks. Well, that's those are original names from the, the Las Vegas Vipers, Orlando Guardians, Seattle Sea Dragons, <laughs> St. Louis Battlehawks. Sea Dragons. That sounds like the best, worst ripoff of the Kraken you could come up with. Basically, <laughs> that's like, like what you, it's like a Kmart GoBot version. Of we can't game. technically <laughs> use the same name, but how can we get around that? I mean, everything's the same logo. Because you can still use everything else, same color scheme and logo, and it would look like Sea Dragon. It's basically like doing the Redbirds I mean, yeah. when you can't be the Cardinals. <laughs> well, you know what? We can't be the same name as the parent team. Guess what we're going to do? You guys think you're slick? You sons of- <laughs> yeah. We're the Redbirds. Congrats. Same logo. Done. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into tonight's game against Appalachian State. Louisville looking to avoid an 0-3 start. We'll talk about how likely that is. And then we'll take some text on the Thornton Sacks line at 502-414-1450. Second hour, we'll talk Scott Satterfield, his comments today to the media. Looking ahead to a big game this weekend against NC State. We roll on next. Here's the Mike Rutherford on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Tell me Back in Mike Rutherford show Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. What's the song make you think of? I don't know. You know, does that ring a bell? No, it does, but I didn't make me think of anything specifically. I like commercial. I, I like I remembered it from something. Yeah, it's from 2012 years, by the way. 
And this song was crammed in everyone's head for a whole summer up because of Heineken. I was th- but you, you said that. I was going to guess that the theme today was going to be songs from 2009 because that's the last time we played Appalachian State. The only time we played Appalachian State. Actually, there's, the only theme today was Trevor just wants to get some songs out there because I was pissed off last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a theme in and of itself. The closest thing it. the theme was lies from the first song because that's what t- Tyler Heineke told the ref. Tell me lies. <laughs> tell me sweet little lies. I was going to go with songs like a betrayal and things like that, but like, nah, you know, I want to cover last night into, it was kind of a hard mix because I'm still mad from last night's game, but I want to be excited about tonight's game and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, I'm having an inner struggle. You're going to be okay. We're, we're going to get you there. By the time we get to six o'clock, you're going to be in a better place. I think I will be. Yeah. I'm, by, by, the, by the last 90 minutes of the show, I think I'll be more, let's, let's beat the crap out of these, these Mountaineers. Cards. Taking on App State tonight, 6 o'clock. I do have a video I want to send you that I want to play at some point during the show today. All right, send me a video, man. I'll watch it. Thank you. Uh, this is a a little bit of a different game. We talked before the Wright State game about how much they reminded us of Bellarmine in terms of the style of play, what they do well, what they don't do well, and overall just program DNA. App State is kind of cut from the same cloth in terms of being a program at the mid to low major level that has been successful recently and has had some postseason success they went to the ncaa tournament in 2021 um they were kind of a, a cinderella story in the sunbelt tournament won that four games in four days played in the first four just like wright state last year lost to norfolk state by a point they have their coach's name is dustin kearns and like the the two co- head coaches we've played before scott Nagy and scott davenport he has a really good reputation knows what he's doing he has led them to three consecutive winning seasons. It's the first time that App State has had that since 1997. So, again, this is a program that knows how to win, that will come to the KFCM Center expecting not just to compete, but expecting to win the game. And that's a little bit of a, a daunting assignment for a L team that has failed each of its first two assignments. What is different about App State than the last two teams we've played is they are more defensive-minded. They, I know that the numbers don't indicate that, but they played – like Warren Wilson College, who I think is an NAI school in week one, so game one. So their stats are a little bit skewed because they hung 142 points on Warren Wilson. Which College is, named after the former Saints quarterback? I think we talked about Warren Wilson. You were like, the, the president? I thought it was Warren Harding. Now, and I'm thinking it may be. And then you're like, you're like Woodrow Wilson? I was like, no, <laughs> Warren Harding. I'm like, well, if you combine the two, then maybe. Because that game, I think, was going on while we were on the air one day. It was one of the early games on, yeah, on opening day. Yeah, I do remember you bringing it up, yeah. But they scored 142 points in that game, which is a school record. But they're still a program that I think even having that performance is going to try to win with defense this year. They lost a lot of guys from the core of the teams that have been successful in recent seasons. So they they have a lot of transfers. They do have some guys coming back from last year's team. The three of their starters are returnees. But they will shoot a ton of threes. Guys. Get the damn hands up. I can't, I'm can't. i not going to say it again. You it's the simplest thing in the world. Get the hands up and contest the shot. You specifically want to talk to like one or two people, don't you? All of them. But what, okay, Brent yeah. Huntley-Hatfield specifically, I'll say him. High hands. You're 6'10". you got long arms. None of these guys are bigger than you on this team. When you're contesting a three-point shot, please, for the love of God, run at them with high hands. They, they teach you that in third grade. Please get the hands up. Uh, they a lot of third grade, maybe. Yeah. They do have size, though, which, is, which can... It's just sadly worrying so worrisome. They've got some size, but they will. I mean, they took 36 threes in their first game, 32 threes in their second game. This is it's an interesting thing. The the, the coach Kearns, they haven't had great shooting teams in recent years, but they still just take a ton of threes. Like that's his his philosophy is even if we're a 33 percent three point shooting team, even if we're somewhere in the middle of the pack, that's what we're going to do. They picked up a kid named Tyree Boykin who played at Union College in D3. 
He's hit four threes in each of their first two games. He's a, a, a pretty lethal outside shooter. They've got a couple other guys that can shoot it. They will take a ton of threes. Yeah, they've taken 68 to two games. So they're averaging literally 34 games a three. Yeah. Um, 34 threes a game. Thank you for doing the math when I said they took 36 in the first and 32 in the second. Thank oh, you. You're right. <laughs> the wheels are spinning. Don't He's, say we don't know math on this show. Yeah. Don't challenge us. This is a math. This is a numbers heavy show. We can do it. So like, I'm like I'm like Sheldon or Malcolm over here. I can do I can do math in my head. Huge rates. So the if you want a little quick preview, they're going to take a ton of threes. They block a lot of shots, even though that's a, a stat that I think is skewed by the fact that they've only played two games. They have a 6'8 dude who's a freshman who's blocked eight shots in, in two games, but they've played much smaller teams, both in the Warren Wilson and North Carolina Central, who's a good – they're the best program out of the MEAC, but the MEAC is the second-worst conference in college basketball. Um, they beat NC Central in overtime, which was a, a good win for them. They should beat that. They should win that game, though. But they'll take a ton of threes. They don't turn the ball over. They play good, tight half-court defense. They go, they gamble a little bit. They want to force turnovers. They don't rebound well, which we don't either for some reason. But we should, 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 should against this uh, this smaller team that does not compete at all on the offensive glass. We should not have an issue giving up second-chance opportunities. But we could have said that before either one of our first two games. So to sum up, once again, for the third straight game, solid mid-major team with a good coach. But if Louisville gives maximum effort and gives attention to detail the way that they should, this is a game that they should win. I could have said the exact same sentence before each of the last two games. They did not win either of those. Here's hoping the effort level's up tonight. The attention to detail is up tonight. The execution is better tonight. If those three things happen, they should avoid going 0-3 for the first time since, what's your guess? The last time Louisville started a season 0-3. Oh, good Lord. Well, uh, 1947. Not that long. 86-87 was the last time Louisville Oh, that was one of the years, game. I guess, um, I think the 0-2 year. Yeah. And I got wrong. <laughs> the last time we went 0-2, we were, we're 0-2 right now for the first time since 99. If we lose three in a row, it would be the first time that we have uh, hit that, that mark since 86-87. Year, yeah. yeah, and they, they kind of picked themselves up off the mat. They ended up going on a nice little run later in the season, but started well, off we very t- slow. We turned down the NIT, yeah. We, we, we were offered it, and we said, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I got two questions for you. Two, well, one's a two-parter. One, I'll do the easy one at you. Can you uh, tell me who the first ever Appalachian basketball coach was? Oh, no idea. Press Mar- Maravich. Uh, oh, I God, that's a, it's a, a good one because – Press Maravich always gets hyped up. I read, uh, I loved reading. Was, I think the, the title of the autobiography the biography was Pistol, and they. I didn't realize how like well respected Press Maravich was in coaching circles. It was his last three years as a head coach. He was replaced by a young, wet behind the ears, fresh-eyed new coach named Bobby Cribbins. Interesting. Who would let an App State also just throw this out there was also the first head coaching job of Buzz Peterson. I knew Buzz Peterson was there. He was there, in 90, he was there for three years before going to Tulsa and to Tennessee. I saw it today when I was writing the preview. But when your first two coach and Jason Cable also, if you don't remember, coached there as well, very unsuccessfully before uh, for a four-year stretch where he never had a winning record. Well, that's what the Cables do. Yeah, but the, the fact your first two coaches are Press Maravich and uh, Bobby, bad, that's pretty cool. Second question. This is more important. Okay. Is it a must-win tonight? Oh, my. Do you want me, <laughs> no, I, do you want me to get as mad as you were after the Brian Brown thing? Because you're, you're trying. That's the, that's why I, that's why I led with the, the fun trivia instead ended with the hilarious. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, oh, For two, my sanity, maybe it's a must win. If we're talking about mental health and my like physical well being, then yes, perhaps it is. But for the I don't know, the big picture, whatever that is, uh, no. 
Not a must win. When's the last time a sports event made you so mad that like I did last night where you throw something? Saturday. <laughs> right state camp. I mean, I'd, if, if something had not been in my hand, I wouldn't have thrown it, but I threw what was in my hand last night when, when that play happened, and it, it, it actually it broke it. I was kind of mad. I legit can't remember the last time I actually threw something. I'm sure it's happened That's recently. Been, last night was the first time in a long time. I remember throwing stuff. Like, I have, now, in my 20s, I did it more often because yeah. I had less self-control. and I remember I, I remember I think I told you I got the bad call brick for Christmas. The foam, it's a foam brick that says bad call brick yeah. on it. You're supposed to throw it, but the thing is, you don't think about it, it's foam. So when you throw it at the TV or anything else, it just bounces and hits something else and breaks it. So I remember vividly throwing stuff after two games in particular. One was the Brian Wardle three from Marquette when oh, my yeah. game went nuts. I remember throwing a two-liter bottle against the wall. That was the 90s, yeah. yeah I mean, I was, I was in grade school. We were watching that game at St. Matthew's Little League. I remember mom was like, we have to go to church. I'm like, I'm not going to church. I was like, you expect me to go to church after this? No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> she probably was like, no, you need to go pray for your sins. Probably was. Well, you just screamed as a, at that age? That's not right. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, no. It was, she knew who I was at that point. It was already established. And then I remember throwing I remember throwing a cup. Uh, when we In the middle of the South Florida football game, we got blown out in 05. When, oh, when yeah, we were supposed yeah. to be so good. And I was watching that game from the mall. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's I, I've had many thrones, but it's yeah, it's been a long time. Last night was a throwback, no pun intended, to to another time. Old school TK. I mean, I don't know. Part of it makes me like I, I'm too old for that, but another part of it makes me kind of happy that I still have that anger and love for my team in, in, in a bad situation, in, in, in such a moment of time. Now, with every loss that Louisville has, I, I think. I haven't done one for Louisville game yet. Tonight, don't yeah. don't challenge me. Here's a question for you. Do you think that this Louisville basketball team reaches 500 at any point this season? I sure so hope so. And if, if they lose tonight, I, it's I mean, probably not happening. Like, let's just say it. If they lose tonight, you're looking at it. You would assume at least two losses in Maui that would put you at 1-5 and five or 0-6. Oh and six, Yeah. And then you've got tougher games coming home. I mean, are they going to win, I mean, like, can, nine in a row to get to 500 at any I point mean, this year? you would have to hope that this team still continues to get better, though, at least. Yeah, but they can get I mean, better without— Because the team you know has the tough talent if you can improve it and get it all on the same page. This team should still be able to compete with Georgia Tech and NC State. And... They should, but at that point, I mean, again, look at the schedule. They've got three games in Maui next week where they'll be an underdog in all three. Yeah. Then they come home, they play Maryland, Florida State, Miami, and Western Kentucky. I mean, you're look if they don't start playing better really soon, you're st- even if they do start playing better, they could be what, two and eight, one and nine, and then it, are we ever going to worst start in Cardinal history? Yes. Yeah. Are we ever going to get to a point where we run off like eleven wins in twelve games this season? Because that's what it would take to get back to five hundred. So, I, I mean, I don't – unless they win tonight and then could somehow – I don't like your math. I'm just saying. I know because I know what you're when saying. When do you think the last time well, – it leads me to the question because Kelly Dickey hit me up with this today. The last time that Louisville did not reach 500 at any point in the season. It'll be in the 91 season, I think. Oh, no, my friend. We went 12 and – didn't we go like to 12 and 18 that year? Oh, we probably – we were 500 at some point. We probably won the first game or yeah, second game. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're right. 1940, 1941 season. The last time we did not win. Those bastards. I mean, you do. It does. The, the weird thing about being. The amount of teams like, this sucks. Break the streak if they're still alive. This is. This is going to sound bad. But, like, being this bad so far and, like, looking up all these crazy stats, it does, like, like really reinforce and make you proud of the history of Louisville basketball because we've, well, we've way, been yeah. so. We've been this bad so rarely. Like you look, you have to go way back to find like like any any of the things that we're talking about right now. I mean, for instance, 
we've only lost 20 this, this, we've been playing college basketball for over 100 years we've only lost 20 games in a season one time once in the history of the program that was the 98 team okay i was thinking that i was thinking that 91 team make us in the last 18 games then yeah the because denny's last team i think lost 19 and then in 98, they, I believe they went 12 and 20. And they played one more game, lost one more game. But that's the only time in the history of the program that they've lost 20 games, okay. which certainly looks like we're going to be flirting with this year. But well. <laughs> still a very, I mean, it's, it's bad for Kenny Payne, but like you go back and you look at me, we've been pretty damn good forever. Yeah, that, that team I keep thinking was as bad as they were was actually only 14 and 16. And which team? That was a 90-91 team. That, that, okay. was, that, that was the first crumb losing record and. But they end up going to the Metro Conference Finals, losing to Florida State after upsetting South, Southern Miss, so on and so forth. I, I always pictured that team as being like 14 and 18, 19, 20. Because to young Trevor, having a losing record at Louisville was just that. I mean, it still is. Inconceivable. Well, I mean, maybe not to the new generation of young yeah. fans, but right now, it's still, I mean, it's still, even as, as average as we've been relative to our historical success these last five, six years, we still only had one losing season. It was last year during this this. Horrific span. No, we haven't had we haven't had more than five in the last thirty years, have we? No, I mean yeah. it's a extreme rarity, which is why I think you know you've got some people who are like, how can we how can we be this upset with Kenny Payne going zero and two to start? I'm like, because we're never here. Like, like <laughs> I know the program is in a low spot. It's been in low spots before, and we've always been, I mean, better than this for sure. So I think that's why you're seeing such extreme emotions on both sides right now, and. Here's hoping the emotions die down a little bit tonight because you know what the best thing for everybody involved with this program, whether you're a fan, coach, player, administrator, whatever, is to get a damn win. We, I don't, I, I said it before the the last game, I said it in the second half of the Bellarmine game, just find a way to win. I, I don't care how it looks at this point. Score more points than Appalachian State. Get this done because I'm I'm already sick of the the bickering. I'm already sick of the you know you're a true fan if you do this, you're a true fan if you do that. These types of things never come up when the program's winning. Let's. I know it may not portend great things in Maui. It may not mean that we're we're turning a corner. It may not mean that we're even markedly better than we've been the first two games. Just find a way to win this game. Um, they they need this, and I think we all need this too. By the way, that that team you talked about that forty that forty team. Yes. Uh, that team went two and fourteen. That forty forty one team. We're winning more than two games this year. I feel it. Like. The team after them went seven and ten. Okay. We didn't have a losing record until ninety ninety one. After that. Good lord, is that right? So, we, so we, that's an, that's that's pretty. I, I'm saying these stats they so, make you feel better about Louisville basketball all time, but worse in the moment. When I said we haven't had five losing seasons, to get to get five losing seasons, you have to go all the way back to 41, 42 to be our fifth losing season. That's nuts. I mean, that, we that, how embarrassed are you, 1940 years. Cardinals? Yeah, John Heldman. Heldman listens every day. He's I mean, never coming on the show. He was now. nine and twenty-four in two seasons. Never coming on the show. Peck Hickman, you saved us, buddy. We love you, Peck. Yeah, that's who took over in uh, 4445. Changed everything. And yeah, from that, from that point forward, we're, we've been rolling. He won more games in his second year than I think we did in like seven years combined before him. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So Look, the more you know, right? God. So so who's hoping the cards? And it, it does make me sad, like updating all the the stats that I always use on my like November game post, like Louisville's record of the, in the non-conference games of the KFCM Center, and they've always <laughs> been so sparkling. And now like that loss total, which is I've never had to update these last 
11 years is just going up and up and up after every game. And I'm like, like we had won. We had never lost a November home game since 1972. We've now lost three of four and two in a row. I'm like, this. we, we need to stop this. this I mean, Kelly's over there just blowing the, the dust off of like 1930 yearbooks. This stuff. is the hardest Kelly's had to work in, in <laughs> I mean, the, the 10 years he's been doing this. He's had to go back so far. He's like, are you kidding? I got Excel spreadsheets I haven't touched in five years. What are you, what are you making me do here? Uh, but here's hoping, again, the Cards can take care of business tonight. They are a five-and-a-half-point favorite, according to Vegas. Ken Palm has this, them winning this game by nine. Let's just win. Always remember, just win. it'll always be better than the 1911-1912 season. How we do that? We finished the year 0-3. Who'd we lose to? I don't know. It doesn't show it on here. I'm on the reference page. It doesn't give that much effort. <laughs> I know William Gardiner went 0-3 and never coached again. Nor the should next, he have. The next three years, we were coached by, quote, team captains. Great. Can you imagine Sidney Curry coaching this team? No. <laughs> no. Then again, I don't know. I mean, I, I, here's my first Kenny Payne knock. He'd at least show more motion than Kenny Payne. Is hey, easy. Uh, I, 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 now, I've been the more supportive one. I can, they, you I can, have been. You've been far I can, more supportive. I can take a jab here and there now. I want to see improvement tonight. I mean, I'm just. I posted this today, too. We've got Maui Invitational Odds. A week from now, we'll be talking about Maui. we got to figure out what, what we're going to do for those games, too, by the way. Because once at 5, the, the the second game could be right in the middle of the show. I'm assuming they don't want us to be on the air at the same time the basketball team is playing. So we're going to have to figure out what the, the game plan is there. Not to I, mention, I think there's some play-by-play going on that week as well. And you're going to be gone, so we'll have to figure yeah, out yeah, what the hell broken that news yet. the deal is. Yeah, enjoy TK for the next two days while you got him because he's going to be – he loves Thanksgiving so much. He's just – he needs a full week to prepare. That's what's happening. I've got to get my pants ready. He's got to get himself ready. He's got to work himself uh, up for the meat sweats. Yeah, you've got, yeah, you've got, we've got, because you might be a little late on that Monday. We've got Western basketball at 1 p.m. that day. Okay, so yeah, I could get, so it would be, we might be like 3.30 to 4.30. Yeah, something I have to, I'd let you know, but it'll be you and, uh, that's the day you and Patrick are going to be here. Can't wait. Love Patrick. And then not, we have, not yeah, here to then yeah, Tuesday, we don't know what time Western plays until what happens on Monday. Is we don't know what time we play yeah. either. And then we don't know what time Western or I or Louisville play on Wednesday. Until what happens on Tuesday. If we are in the eighth place game, and I hate to look ahead, but I, I know that that's the late game on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, so, that's to think about. But hopefully we're not playing that game. But the odds... I have, don't want to go there under a win list. That's I don't either. embarrassing, too. You're going to get there. And it's, well, I've got good news for you on that front. Okay. The odds for the Maui Invitational have come out via bet online. The favorite... This is not the good part of the news. The favorite is Louisville's first opponent. Arkansas is getting 3-1 to one odds. Okay. Arizona and Creighton are both getting 7-2 to two odds. They're the co-second choices. San Diego State, six to one, the fourth choice. Texas Tech, who we could play in game two, seven to one odds. Ohio State is ten to one. And then Louisville, the seventh choice, sixteen to one. Suck at Cincinnati. Yeah. Twenty to one odds for UC. Yes. And I saw everybody was like, Oh my god, is UC that bad? And I was like, Oh no, they're three and zero, and they beat Chaminade by forty three. <laughs> yeah, why are they how are we getting better odds than them? I don't know, because they're like, if we played Cincinnati, would we be favored? I was like, Oh no. We we would not be. I mean, I would think that maybe they're looking at last year's records, but I don't even think that would be feasible. Or, you could... I think they're trying to lure like Louisville fans into making some hasty bets on a sixteen to one team that probably is <laughs> a longer shot than that to win. Like sixteen to one, hmm. I was put 50 on it, honey. Why not? We're going. Maui seems fun. We're an island team. They know about our prowess on islands. That's true. Last year was our highlight of the of the season. Baja Bullies. Yeah. We also, I think. The Maui Maulers. I said Maui Meanies, but I like Maulers better. Meanies is nice, yeah. Maulers is probably better. Um, it's happening. We need, we need Kenny Payne smoking a cigar after beating Arkansas in six days. I mean, he's heard he kind of had his, his, his 
Pegram moment where he's like, uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, what? Well, he's gone now. Uh, <laughs> Pegues. There you go. That was it. Uh, Pegs. <laughs> Pegs. <laughs> Pegram. I mean, remember, remember. I think was it before the the Bahamas trip or after when he was, you know, he challenged. You had the video of him in the practice telling him, you know, you're Louisville. You got to. Was before. Be Payne all but kind of said that in last night in the press conference, post game press conference of this last game, where he was like, "These kids don't need to know that you you don't let these people play with you. You're Louisville, and they haven't figured that out yet." He kind of said it in a more softer, gentler way, if you think about it. Yeah, I, I like I like Peaks' version better. I do too. But... Yeah, I would, I would prefer the, the firmer. <laughs> yeah, but you got bleeping Louisville across your chest. I mean, let's just hope maybe that's the way he's acting in the in the locker room and not to the media, though. But I would like it to be to the media too because it's entertaining for us. I, and I know that you, you talk about you. You made the reference earlier. I do, I wish I want somebody yelling a little bit more. Well, you, as a player, I don't know if I want it as, as a player. It depends on the no, situation. Coaches, a coach. Uh, we need the yeah. we need that Pagese like that video of him. Like I loved that video last year. He's like you're getting bodied down low by Southern and Furman and Navy, mm. and you got Louisville across your effing chest. Like he's like he's getting in their faces. I was like, and who's to say that's not happening in practice right now? Let's see it a little bit. I mean, you're not definitely. Give me that video. I mean, yeah, you don't see it on, on, on and I guess I can't mock because I was, I'm kind of, when, even when I, you know, my, my, my brief, but luck, you know, successful coaching career in, in little league sports, I was more the Kenny Payne quiet. I didn't yell and scream. I didn't lose my temper. I was, if I got mad. Are you really comparing your coaching demeanor from coaching nine-year-olds was, yeah. to a college, high-level college coach? Oh, I was, well, I mean. First of all, it was high level nine year olds. <laughs> We're talking all star tournaments. You get yourself in there and you make this about <laughs> I mean, yourself. Hey, hey, for the record, I coached a kid that played at UK. Who? Adam Charles. Now, there you go. Yeah. He's a good, great player, Ballard. Yeah, he was. And, he was, and I had him. He was a great little league player, too. Dominated. Because of you. Because of me. Thank you. And your style. Yeah. Which was very Kenny Payne esque. I even coached his uh, youngest brother, too. Not his oldest brother, Daniel, but his youngest one. Well, that's why Dan was the worst. <laughs> he was awful too old. He's older than me, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I just I can't remember what I was talking about. You got me distracted talking about my my glory days of coaching and winning St. Matthew's All-Star Tournaments at Fern Creek and and, and uh, J-Town, so suck it. They were always at J-Town. No, we did Fern Creek and J-Town. I just remember the ones at J-Town. Oh, you didn't do, you didn't do both? No, wasn't good enough, I guess. I guess not. We didn't send you there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we have Corey Alexander on the call tonight, which one of my buddies, one of my friends, I won't say who. I'm trying to get the exact wording for the, of the text right. Where it was. Let's get him and Curtis Staples on the team on the, on the, the game together. Just said, oh, God, Corey Alexander on the call while getting bleep bleeped by half state is what nightmares are made of. Corey Alexander is the one last year who spent like five minutes during one of our games talking about LL's rap name. <laughs> Corey Alexander. I kid you. I don't remember who we were playing. And we were losing, I probably, knowing the situation. I think it was an ACC game. And he just, he's like, he's L. Ellis. He, he's like, the third. He's like, E3. He's like, we, we, we got to give this guy a rap name. He spends like three possessions talking about it. He's got two personas <laughs> while he's on air, which is appropriate given you just comparing your, your coaching status from from little league basketball to, to high level coaches because, hey i won some games in the league at least i know he, he does two <laughs> things Corey Alexander does one he's woefully wrong about what's happening on the court yeah, or two <laughs> he's just injecting himself into whatever conversation that he's having and he's going to great lengths to make it'll be like you know he's made 17 consecutive free throws and he's like 
You know, I mean, I remember back in my playing days, I, you know, the, I think the best I did was like three in a row. I'm like, wh- wh- why are you even saying this? There's no point to bring oh, yourself always, into it. He always finds a way to bring up his days at Virginia. It's all yeah. every single broadcast. He was good at Virginia, though. He was, but we, I, we're they all went, aware. They went to the lead eight. Uh, Robert Lee is the play-by-play man tonight. I've got no idea who that is. The Confederate art general? Yes. <laughs> well, that's going to make the, going to make the game with Courtney Alexander a little uncomfortable. Good news for Appalachia State. <laughs> I've never heard of Robert. I mean, I've heard of him, but I didn't, not this one. It's, uh, again, <laughs> ACC Network has the call tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, you can also hear the game on 970 WGTK with Paul Rogers and Jody Demling, uh, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. The only uh, time that we've played, I mentioned this when I was trying to predict your music theme today, <laughs> last time and the only time that Louisville has played Appalachian State was back in 2009. Um, hmm. Cards won that game handily. I believe the final was, let's see, 80 to 53. I watched the highlight video from that today. I posted it on Twitter, actually. The the old, the legend villain HD when he was making highlight videos. And I was struck by watching, like, how dominant we were, how good we looked, and then remembering, oh, yeah, this is the 0910 team, a team that in that era of Louisville basketball, we looked at as, like, one of the worst. Like, you know, they were. Wasn't that team that lost to Michigan State in the Elite Eight? No, that's the team lost to Cal. Oh yeah, this is the okay, yeah. team. Yeah, you're they right, ended right. the season by being Syracuse. You said 09. I forgot it was 09. Yeah, 09-10. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but like I'm watching this, and I'm like, yeah. damn. I'm like, we look so good. Like Peyton's Siva, young Siva in the wild as a freshman, making great passes, knocking down threes. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like the worst team from this era yeah. of Louisville basketball. <laughs> it is. Like, I'd kill to get back. I'd kill for a Reggie Delk on this squad right now. <laughs> To have, to have hopes of Rakeem Buckles being the next big man. Rakeem features heavily in the video. Oh, I bet he does. I mean, that cow game was, I mean, it's all you heard all offseason. I'd give my left arm Rakeem for some Jared Swapshire right the next now. Big man. He's going to be a 2010 guy. Like, I felt like Rakeem Buckles' year after the cow game was equivalent to Jalen Withers' season last season after his freshman year. You know how much I'd give for a little bit of Terrence Jennings right now? I'd give everything I got for a Terrence Jennings right now. I mean, you could probably, he's probably hanging around somewhere down on Taylorsville Road. You'd probably get him out there. TJ. I like that he left. I did a, because uh, he left, it was like to go pro. And I did a, I did a panel with Gorgie Zhang, like that off season. And he was like, he's like, no, he, he left because he knew he wasn't going to play over me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I love you so much. My Gorgie. favorite Terrence Jennings story is I was hanging out at my buddy's house and his, uh, his, I want to say his wife, but they've been with They've been together for like 30 years. They just won't get married. But her, she's got like a daughter that was at U of L at the time. And we're just kind of hanging out in the living room, watch TV, doing whatever. And she comes in with Terrence Jennings. I'm like, I like that. I'm like, my buddy's just like, Chloe? <laughs> like, when are you going to tell her no? <laughs> like, we're just going to go hang out in the basement. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, I yeah, just let him know. <laughs> I have a very similar story that I'm not comfortable telling on air. But I will tell you off air. I'll I'll finish the story about saying uh, that her she is now. I can't say this is all about Terrence Jennings. But she's a lesbian now. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that's all on Terrence. But I'm just saying. You probably shouldn't told this story. <laughs> Let's go to break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. Uh, we'll talk. Saved it for five at least. We'll get to the Thornton sacks line coming up at four. Uh, 502-414-1450 if you've got thoughts on that story or anything else that we've been talking about for the first hour. We'll also, at the end of the in the second segment, flip the combo to football. We'll hear from Scott Satterfield and what he had to say today. And i got a special song that has to be played at some point today. All that coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. Sing it out <laughs>
Day after day I'm more confused Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain You know that's a game that I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away That's the representative, yeah Little Andy from the office Ah, give me the beat, boys, and free my little soul It's been later office, I don't remember Yeah, and I don't think, I think it was pretty early on That's bad didn't Uncle Cracker do the song too? He did. My least favorite person in the world. I hate Uncle Uncle Cracker so much. I cannot. I, I hate him. I hate him so much. I'm gonna cameo Uncle Cracker for you. I hate him so much. I hate him so much that he ruined this song for me, which I like. How great would it be to get Uncle Cracker to do a cameo for you? Is Uncle Cracker on cameo? No, he's gotta be. He can't even be that much, is he? I mean, like I would guess maybe thirty bucks. Oh, I guarantee it's more than that. No way. You'd be shocked by the amount that some people charge. I was surprised Including by me. how cheap some people were on there to be when I when I did it and I haven't been on there in a while. You can lose a lot of time on cameo on cameo, like looking at who's pricing themselves way too high and who's pricing themselves way too low. It's a fun game. Uh, Uncle, oh my God, Uncle, Uncle Cracker charges ten dollars just to message him. <laughs> just to message him? Yeah. So, I mean, so how much does he cost for the cameo? I'm trying to find. Oh, he is temporarily unavailable. What are you doing that's so important, Uncle Cracker, that you can't make a five-minute cameo or two 30-second cameo for somebody? He's he's trying to write that next hit song. Oh, but you can message him for $10. What, the first <laughs> night I got on cameo, like, I had the feature, too. Like, you can charge for messaging. I think mine's, like, 99 cents. That seems kind of douchey. Yeah, I mean, I, you have to have it. I, I guess you can take it off. But like, I had it on, and I was like, nobody's actually going to message me. Like, why would I? You know, and somebody the very first night sent me a message and was like, hey, Lachlan McLean's out at ESPN 680. HS, you're going to go over there? And I was like, not to my knowledge. Thanks for the dollar. I appreciate it. I was like, I, no idea. Don't think so. And I'm going to text you and be like, is that, is that my dollar? I, mean, I, I was like, dude, you could have DM me on Twitter for the same exact I, I would not have charged you for that answer. <laughs> And the thing is, like, I think if he wanted to respond to that, it would have been another dollar, so he just didn't say anything. He couldn't have been like, thanks, man. Like, would love to hear you on the radio again sometime. It was just dead air from that point forward. I was like, just find me on social media. Email me. I'm available. Don't spend 99 cents for this. This, this, this was one of the songs that I was I got limewired my whole life on. Who did they say it was? No, it wasn't limewired. <laughs> I just cut it because I, for all the time, I thought it was just Bob Seger. Oh. Growing up. I mean, he sounds like Bob Seger, right? No. That sounds like Bob Seger. I'm amazed it was on that. That was actually good timing. I just turned it up. I didn't even know it would be on part of the song it'd be on. And trust me. I don't really hear Dolby it. Gray looks nothing like Bob Seger. I know. He's back to with an afro. I do, yeah, maybe it's because I know what he looks like that I'm not. I mean, I don't hear a, a white person at all when I hear I, that song. When I would hear that song as a kid growing up on 95.7 or, you know. Well, yeah, Exactly. I know. I know. Um, I guess we're not supposed to get plugged. Who cares? We get plugged. Up I right. say that all the time. I, yeah. I'm aware that other radio stations exist, and I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. that our listeners are aware, <laughs> no, too. No, they don't. <laughs> all, all Germany on vacation. We were invited. Tea was served. <laughs> I can, that's why I have these extra presets. I thought I was only allowed to listen to one station. So, I mean, so I'm growing up listening, like, hearing the song on that channel, I just always thought it was Bob Seger. You're wrong. I still think it sounds like Bob Seger. I don't, but 
<laughs> Could just be me. I mean, maybe he did the song too, and I don't know about. It. Maybe do you think he maybe redid it? I don't think so. Okay. I'm trying to find a whole cracker on cameo. Why are you trying? <laughs> my app's not working. I certainly got it. I've updated my app like two months because no nobody's asked me to do anything. I do want to get an Uncle Cracker for your birthday next year. I'm going to get Uncle Cracker. Bring him out of retirement. He's too busy these days. I'm not even going to give him a cameo. I'm going to fly him in. I'm going to have him come to Louisville and do a a personal show for you. What was the Uncle Cracker song? Was that the... um... Because I, I get him and the other. Uh, it the, was the, uh, the one of my least favorite songs. Follow me. Yeah. Everything yeah. is all. Okay, right. that was yeah, yeah. This girl I was dating is when that song came out. Loved that song. I would have killed myself. He he did a concert in Louisville. She wanted to go so bad to it, and I was like, I'm a bad boyfriend. We're not going. No, you did the right thing. Thank you. What, what's he doing? This that's making him so. Bi- There's no way he's touring. She's the same girl who said I love you during. I said ditto. <laughs> Tough break. <laughs> How'd that end for you? Not too well. <laughs> uh, Uncle Cracker tour dates. He's got two. April 15th and then August 25th. <laughs> Where are they like on opposite sides of the world? The first. <laughs> this is actually hilarious. I'm glad I looked this up. He's upcoming tour dates for Uncle Cracker. This Keep in mind, this is November of 2022 right now that we're talking about. Yeah. His next tour date is April 15th of 2023. It's an 11 a.m. concert at the Two Step Inn in Georgetown, Texas. <laughs> then he's going to take a nice little four-month break after that one. He's got to uh, take some time. Yeah, got to heal the vocal cords. And on now August 25th, just two days before my birthday, he will be performing at the Buffalo Jam Benefit Concert at 2 p.m. in Jamestown, North Dakota. Ooh, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. How much do tickets cost for this? <laughs> There's a tickets link. Oh, it just takes me to Facebook. There's, it just takes you right to my own account. I'm going to send you a married to that concert for a week and get away for your birthday. I'd rather I'll die. Watch the kids. Just, I, I, I'd rather I was about to say I'd rather Louisville basketball lose out for the season, but I don't know. That's not true. I'd rather I'd, – I'll go to an Uncle Cracker concert <laughs> at the two-step in at 11 a.m. Imagine hearing Uncle Cracker blast before noon on a Saturday morning. <laughs> From the, That's what, hell. What, I like how he played like a hotel lobby and stuff, too. It was, was the, first was in Georgetown, Texas. Clearly a man too busy to spend 30 seconds doing a cameo. Can't say happy birthday to your daughter. Can't do it. When's the last time he put an album out? It's been a while, hasn't it? Long time. Been a while. God, he looks terrible. Pictures of him recently. Anyways, no, enough Uncle Cracker. He done. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll hear from why you. despise him so much. I hate him. We, uh, we, we spent most of the first hour talking about, well, a little bit about Trevor's Eagles last night, falling short, Aww. losing the perfect season. They had a great run. And then uh, mentioned. Oh, that reminds me. Okay. I almost did this last night, but I thought, wait. I said originally I'm going to shave it when, if we'll, when the Eagles lose. The beard? The beard. Yeah. Now, here's where I'm kind of torn with this. You really need to specify before you said that line. <laughs> so much on my body. I said it was season. I was going to shave it before we left. I'm like, <laughs> the beard, please. I, I didn't. I wanted the mystery to be out there. It makes it more fun. <laughs> so, but now it's gotten so long and it's almost Christmas time. Do I still stand by what I say and shave it? Or do I say, screw this and go through the holidays and see if I can go for the whole Santa look? I was thinking more of like a... It's kind of bugging me, though, so I'm kind of leaning towards the former rather than the latter. What if you did like a Jim the Anvil Needheart thing? and like It's Neidhart. Neidhart, damn. I, I knew it was Jim the Anvil. <laughs> I thought it was Neidhart. Only in wrestling can I correct correct someone for the pronunciation of names. You are correct, okay. Um, I kind of want you to shave like the whole size, but like just leave the, the chin, make it long. Well, so the problem is, like a goatee? No, he maybe he had like the yeah the, the goat the chin like went down like it was but just it was just the on chin. the chin exactly yeah, like I'd have to 
I mean, that would look. So You'd look great with that. <laughs> look so goofy. You'd look incredible. What would be the best like? Because I've got it pretty long on the sides and the neck and everything, and it never grows on the lip, which is why I can't do mustaches. But uh, mustache, I have a mustache. Uh, so should I go for what something are you doing like? Right now, I'm thinking about maybe like should I go for like a uh, like a different design with the shave, like just shave like maybe leave chunks of its places. Like I don't know, what's a beard design I can go with? K on one side, P on the other. Heart in the middle. Heart on the neck. Love KP. I mean. BB, Brian Brown. <laughs> Put a B in there. Beat ECU for our armed force bowl or whatever bowl game. We're I was in. thinking more of, you know, go after like the look of like a Persian nightclub owner or something, but okay. I like, I, I, I'm sticking with the night hard look. I don't know. I got to I got to I got to get some, some gel to make it. Triangled out though. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, anyways, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text from you. Um, text says it sounds like NC State quarterback MJ Morris is out this weekend. If that's the case, no excuse not to win. That offense hasn't moved the ball at all this year with a third stringer. I hadn't seen that news. They're the second stringer, the guy who played originally after Devin Leary went down, sucked. Like the offense was terrible. And then the Morris kid came in. I can't remember who they were playing when he just it was Virginia Tech. They were down. I think 21 points or 20 points in the second half, and he lit them up, let them back, and it's been their team ever since. The offense still hasn't been great with him back there. NC State is definitely their number nine in the country in total defense. They're a really good rush defense. Like they're going to win with, with with the D. They put up some points in Boston. They got outscored in Boston College. Didn't they like 30 in the 30s though, or was that? A... Was it? I mean, well, I could be wrong. The offense. I mean, everybody. It's hard to tell because Boston College Boston can't beat anybody else besides us. Yeah, no. Just seeing Boston College win, maybe I just kind of blacked out at that point. Uh, no, 21-20. Oh, okay, my bad. Was the final. My bad. They've oh. really struggled offensively. So if they do, I agree with the texture. If Morris is out, even if we don't have Malik, Brock Doman should be able to win that game for you. Yeah, this is, we're not, I mean, not to, not to bash NC State's defensive line, but it's not Clemson's. The, the biggest thing that worries me about this game, and I said this before the start of the season, if NC State is coming into that Louisville game with an eight and two record or a nine and one record, we're winning, no doubt in my mind. If they're seven and three or six and four, I'm a little bit more nervous because NC State NC State is contractually obligated to be a nine and three or an eight and four team. It's who they are. It's what they do. And so if they won that game against BC last weekend and been eight and two, riding in here, two wins shy of getting to ten, I'd be like, we got this. We're not losing this. They've they've got to get down to where they always are. And now I'm a little bit worried because seven and five is a little bit less than what NC State typically does. Yeah, and they play at North Carolina. They play at I'm the saying, rival in North Carolina after us. I'm saying I'm a little bit more nervous. Because I mean, they're on the back-to-back road games this season. I thought our schedule kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of a deep move. Um, I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling confident. I'll give you more conf- I'll give you a more confidence level tomorrow. But I, I am feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling decent about this game, whether with or without Malik Cunningham. Texture says, did Trevor just try to pull a Patrick Swayze with a ditto? Probably. I think I, think I probably got it from somewhere. Yeah. Where did I? Where, where, it is a movie. It is off a movie anyway. Ghost. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's probably where I got That's it from. Probably Swayze. Yeah, it's probably subconsciously didn't even realize that. Texture says, tune into the Rutherford Show for all your Yuval Cardinal news and also the latest on Uncle Cracker. Well, <laughs> if you were curious, there's only one place to go. Didn't work as well for me that it's Swayze, though. <laughs> Texas says, oh, this is a long text. Uh, podcast listener and avoiding hoops talk. 
Okay. I heard TK uh, bring up the bring Brom back again yesterday if the job opens up. I'm all for it, but my concern is with the roster as is going into next year, even with the recruiting class, does his offensive philosophy really fit with the team? Do we really want Clarkson or Doman to throw the ball 45 times a game? Purdue passes 57% of the time. Um, that's I'll rest your mind these texts. Are, they, they, the system works. Don't worry about it. That's all you got? The system works. It will, it will make... Trust me, you'll make Doman look better. He ends the text, by the way, uh, a little bit later saying, also, LOL at TK crapping on analytics when the Eagles are the third most analytically inclined team in the NFL, according to ESPN. Well, ESPN is an idiot. They don't know anything. I mean, how can you trust ESPN? They put Booker McFarlane on TV. They say <laughs> that the, they use analytics more than every team in the NFL, but two. <laughs> no, well, I say that is wrong. Texas Trevor is giving a commanding performance today. <laughs> You know what he was doing there, right? No. The, the oh, the Washington thing. It was ten minutes in the show too. I was like, I was like, was Trevor really that impressive in the opening five minutes? And <laughs> <laughs> text gave it at three ten. And I can't, I can't even tell you half. I've never whatever their name is. I I I've called them so many different things, and I give. I can't say any of them on the air though. I just think they all just start with the CO lettering combination. Okay. <laughs> Texas, the obvious answer to the crisis tonight for Mike is to have TK come over and take the kids during bedtime duties well, while you watch the game. I'm, if you want, they can ride around. I, I, like I said, I've got some errands around after the show. I can, they can ride with me. No. Don't, they're they're not get, they will never get in that car. <laughs> First of all, I know you're someone I really, getting, I really want to I'm watch kinda, Nightmare Before Christmas right I'm now. I'm kind of hurting about it. I mean, come on. I'm a, I've I, smelled that car. <laughs> They're not getting in that car. Do you think it, I just realized Jack Skellington because he's a skeleton? <laughs> like Virginia, get in the house right now. Do we got any baby food? <laughs> she is still obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. I she mean, won't stop talking about it. I'm a, I'm a good driver. Okay, if, if, if it's the if it's the contact, then that's fine because. I'm obviously I haven't I haven't had a wreck and I can't remember when and the last one I was in wasn't even my fault I got rear-ended. I'm a good driver. Okay, I am. I believe you. I'm. St- that's not the reason why they're not getting in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but come on, I won't come and can't kill that many brain cells. Texas says no. We have to listen to Corey Alexander tonight. Why does the ACC always kick us when we're down? Yeah, it's gonna be bad. I'm I'm one of the few people that really doesn't give a bleep about the announcers though. I, I listen to them, but I don't. Does that make sense? Like I'm hearing what they're saying, but it's literally going in one ear and out the other. Same attitude you have on three to six. Every Pretty time. much, yeah. yes. That's that's not not surprising. Yeah, well, you know what? It hurts too <laughs> when somebody you know maybe make my driving. I'm call you Corey Alexander. I was not talking about your driving. <laughs> Texas, our running joke in high school, which in hindsight is a terrible joke, was quote I'm gonna take I'm gonna go take a hard right off the Sherman Mitten whenever something unfortunate happened to us, like forgetting to do a homework assignment. You don't have to take a hard right. Just drive on it. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> just, just stand on the. Just stand on it. Wait till a bird drops a poop and that thing goes under. Texas <laughs> says, uh, "How excited are you to watch the greatest tradition in college basketball tonight in the Kentucky Wildcats?" Didn't know they played. Yeah, they played Michigan State tonight. Oh, that's right. It's Champions Classic. Way to stay on top of things, there, buddy. Well, I don't cover the sport anymore. I don't have to stay on top of it. <laughs> I think they're the night. They're the late game, though. They're not. A no, game. they're the early game. Oh, they Duke are. Kansas is the big game. It's the oh, nine thirty game. Sense, yeah. yeah, number six versus number seven. Uh, I will try to. I haven't even looked at the lines tonight. I should get it because I'm doing. I'm doing very well in my basketball picks. Yeah, I should find something for everybody. I'll, I'll look it up for you guys. Texas, same Texas said Mike. 
John took a big dump. Trevor, he is my kid. Mike, then he took a bath. Trevor, well, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, I, was never, I used to like baths when I was a kid. Never, never. Are you a bath guy still? I still am a bath guy. I Are you really? Yeah, I love baths. I've never, I, I've just never really been like, I don't know, like you're just laying in your own filth. It's relaxing. Not every day. I guess. Like I took a shower today before I came in here. I mean, maybe if I had a better like situational fittage in the tubs, I would, I would maybe be more in the bath again, but I'm not really. Texas, there were more Major League Two references yesterday than there were announced to the right state loss. It's November, and we're already checked out. Damn. Now, we talked about the game. Yeah, there were two. Major we talked League, plenty about the game. There were two Major League Two references last night. I mean, I didn't make either of them. I know, of course you didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what would you expect? Uh, Texas sent in a – this is a message board post with recruiting. I, I'm, what did you see on the message board? It's – I like the – the very first inside info on basketball. Very real concerns around the program right now. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ducky's a seven-point favorite tonight. Yeah, Michigan State's unranked. They're not. They're not. Although they played Gonzaga tough. The other yeah, day. Hard, I watched the second half of that game. It was kind of hard. I to, didn't see any of it. It's kind of hard to judge a team when they're playing on top of an aircraft carrier. I mean, just, just, I don't know. You can. You have to like. You can only tell you with a grain of salt when you know there's salt water and winds just flying around. Man, this, I'm not reading this message board stuff because, one, it's inside it, but, like, this is – if half of that is true, then it's very bad for basketball and good for football, though. So there it is. Did you – you do know what tonight's line is, right, for our game? Uh, five and a half. Last night's line. Close to six, yeah. It's five and six. Over under 30, Yeah, I had five and a half when I wrote the preview. Ah, okay. Uh, Close yeah. I know it opened at six and a half. I'm not touching that. Texas, did Kenny ever explain why he didn't foul in the final possession? That's basketball 101. Oh, that's, that's TJ texting it. <laughs> Agreed, Tej. Well, first of all, TJ, you clearly need to go back to class because it's not 101. You're in the wrong class. And second, he did explain it. He didn't really. He just he just said, he said you're gonna play. We're gonna play good defense. And they didn't. No, that's no. He didn't say. No. <laughs> that's that true. Texas, the Satterfield show up in the Yum tonight wearing. Uh, the half Louisville, half App State jersey, or is it just full App State? I'm just kidding. Scotty's D has changed me as a man. Go Cards. <laughs> Do the uh, who was it? Uh, AJ Hawks girlfriend slash the who's the Notre Dame quarterback? I think the both the parents do it too, where they wear the half half and half jerseys. Who is who was the Notre Dame quarterback? It was the, the Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. It was yeah. it was his sister who was dating AJ Hawk, and she yeah. And they showed her approximately seventeen thousand times during the bowl game. I'm like, we we get it. She's wearing half of a jersey. And when he got drafted, they showed his girlfriend half a dozen times, God, and we were we were happy about it was that. So insane! <laughs> it was too much. She didn't warrant that much. Whatever happened to AJ Hawk? He could play for the Packers, I think. That's what happened to him. Texas, do you wonder if Payne wishes that he just gave the NIL money to whichever kid asked for it? I think the only silver lining is if this team is god awful, it'll make KP desperate and throw out his hokey ideals about NIL. I don't know. I mean, I. He doesn't want to change that. I do think that if you get to a point, I mean, let's say worst case scenario, this team wins like seven or eight games. I mean, I guess you could say worst case at this point would be something even worse than seven or eight. Yeah, games. you're talking about going like two and nine and starting two and ten. I mean, I mean, we're going to be underdogs, and like based on, I, like, I'm aware of that. Yeah, based on odds, like we are probably expected to go. We won't be a what, favorite. One and nine. Play an A and M again, probably. Florida A and M would be our next game as we're a favorite. Yeah, although 
I say all that. Florida State is yeah. 0-3 after losing to Troy last night. Just, when you mentioned those four games, I thought, how weird is it that Florida State might be the easiest win of them all? Remember all the texters who were like, you know, Florida State's playing with all these big guys without a true guard. Like, they're doing pretty damn well. It's like, yeah, you know, they, it's not a bad point. And then, like, Florida State's only team that looks as bad as we do so far in the ACC. We don't even have all the big guys. But we play them there in December, so we'll probably, we'd probably still be an underdog in that game. Um, yeah, we're on the road. See, so yeah, I mean, we will looking at our schedule. We will probably be an underdog in every game that we play after tonight until I mean, maybe Western. Western's at home. Western is at home, and Ken Palm currently projects us to win by two. So that's probably a that'd safe be bet. cutting it close. I mean, we'll be favorite against A and M. Florida A and M. We'll be a favorite probably versus Lipscomb. Uh, by the way, and uh, Lipscomb, Lipscomb beat Belmont last night. Well, but we should still probably be. A oh, we'll be favorite. Yeah, I'm home. just saying they look. Better I mean, last night than I thought. After they were going that, to. though, I mean, if not Western, then maybe do we have a home game against Georgia Tech? We well, yeah, we play Georgia Tech twice. Okay, so we play them at home. We should probably maybe be a favorite at home versus them. If you're looking at the multiple the, home games, though, we'll still be underdogs. At if you believe like the again, the lines usually fall in line with with Ken Palm projections. We will be underdogs in our next after tonight. Six straight games. We'll be a slight favorite against Western. Of course, if we lose all six of those, we probably will end up being an underdog against Western, even at home. Probably. We'll be favored against Florida a and then and Lipscomb. Yeah. And then we aren't projected to win another game until January 18th against Pitt at home, which we're projected to win by two. Which, yeah, Pitt, I can see as being a favorite versus Pitt at home. He has us favored in three ACC games for the entire season. Two Georgia Techs and a Pitt? Georgia Tech, Pitt, and then Florida State at home. And Florida State. We are a underdog against Georgia Tech NC on the road. State's not very good either this year, supposedly. NC State, they shouldn't be, but they they looked pretty dominant in their first two games. Yeah, most teams do, though. Well, I take it back. They didn't. They beat Campbell by six. That's not great. <laughs> well, I mean. They killed Austin P though. Beat him by 50. By comparison to us, that is dominant. <laughs> they lost. Poor Keith's always. He, he, I, I like Kevin a lot. He always feels like at NC State he's got this lineup ready, and then boom, somebody's transferring. Boom, somebody's hurt. Boom, their top-rated recruit is decommitting in like June. Like that's, <laughs> it just, I, he never like he has not had a lot of good breaks down there, uh, and then also inheriting a program from Mark Godfrey hasn't helped either. But he's got to win, and I don't think that they're going to do enough this year to to keep his job. and M plays my, at Miami tonight. They do. You're they're right. Getting 32 points. They're the Rattlers are not great, although Boston. I believe the Rattlers are they're 347 on Ken Palm. Boston College lost last night at home to Maine, who was 351. So what I'm saying is all we have to do is get to conference play. Once we get to league play, we're going to be okay. Ooh, incontinent word versus Texas Lutheran. That's going to be a heated holy battle. Go Cardinals. Last <laughs> night, the last uh, the bottom two teams in Ken Palm played one another. <laughs> Which are? Uh, Chicago State, I know, was one of them. Yeah, the, the Cougars, right? And then I think... Is it Mississippi Valley State? Uh, they got blown out by somebody earlier this year. I remember we're looking at. They're bad. Yeah, because we brought them up. Jerry, they because I made the Jerry Rice isn't happy reference. Uh, Florida A&M, by the way, is fourth to last on Camp right now. Yeah, they're zero and three. Chicago State played IUPUI, who is dead last, and beat them by beat them by ten, and jumped a whopping two spots <laughs> up in the rankings. Uh, so, anyways, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty Thornton sex line texture says who wins. Warren Wilson or Caldwell Community College, that team that beat Lenore Ryan? I mean, I would go Caldwell Community College. They seem to be have some some under the under the radar talent. Cobras, they're picking ball a little bit. Where is Caldwell Community College? Who cares? I don't know. Where is Woodrow Wilson at? <laughs> I'm now you guys have piqued my curiosity. I want to see what Lenore Ryan has done so far this season. They only played one game. They played zero exhibitions after ours. They played last night against Montreat College. 
and 165 to 55. Look, this may be the best team in D2, folks. Yeah. You know, y'all going to sound really stupid when they win the D2 title. <laughs> That's Caldwell doing. Yeah, I'm serious. He's not going to win the D2 title, and people are going to be like, huh, we're sorry, Trevor. We didn't mean to be so dumb. No, you know what people would say if that happened? We should have hired Everett Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, actually, you probably bring be. Everett home. I'm not, I might not actually argue against that. <laughs> the I, I can't see what Caldwell's doing right now. The wrong Cardinal. <laughs> the schedule on the Caldwell Cobras page for this. That's the junior college, right? Yes, that beat Lenore Ryan. It's all. It's still set in 2021. So <laughs> does it say at least where they're at? No. Where the hell is Caldwell Community College? I want to visit the school. I mean, the team, the picture of the team is, is just... Is that where Uncle Cracker's third concert is? They've got a Cobra Nation. Actually, the, the logo's pretty badass. Oh, is it really? It's like Cobra Kai. The team looks like they're taking a picture in a, uh, I mean, junior high school classroom. <laughs> it's like an AVTV behind them. It's bad. Uh, they won their first game by 30. They beat Central Carolina Community College. Look, I'm these, you know, these... What is it, Caldwell what community college? Community college. Okay. They're dominating. They're the Cobras. I don't know, man. These, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to look good. Th- these association games, these association results are starting to make me feel better. I think we're going to be okay. All right. Texas says, if I was odds making the Maui, I would honestly put our chances at about 128 to 1. Oh, they're in Hudson, North Carolina. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Texas said Louisville had the NCAA record for consecutive winning seasons entering 1991. Oh, did we? I, I believe that would take yeah, 50 years. 50 years, yeah. I, I didn't believe that, too. That's crazy. Why don't we see that set on the, on the side of the scoreboard rotating uh, throughout the game? Because it got broken 31 years ago. <laughs> it's still. They still changed the attendance record. We went from, like, I remember we were, like, top five in attendance. It was, like, top three every it year. Like, it was, like, Now it's, like, six. top five. It's, like, top seven. It's, like, come on. Pretty soon it's going to be. really like, going to say seven? Pretty soon it's going to be, like, one of three with over 15,000 per game <laughs> in all but two seasons over the last 30 years. I mean, some of the time, I'm just, just point, yeah, just, just put that up there. Texture says Hawaii hecklers, Hawaii hatefuls, Polynesian pissed off guys. <laughs> we're not... We're, we're in Maui, though. you got to go with the M, not the H. Um, Texture says, fly, Eagles, fly, from Kentucky Crochet. Oh, he's a, he's a Washington fan. Yeah, congratulations. Enjoy, Savor the flavor. You ain't going to get it much. <laughs> he's a Washington fan? Yeah, he is. UK and Washington fan, yeah. Texture says, we need Trevor's thoughts on Poland. Um, isn't that the, 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 the bad guys in D2? What? It was when that who we like. That's Iceland. Oh, okay. Poland was hit with a Russian missile today. Oh, that's not good for Poland. Not great. I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll get on my comrades about that. Not good for anybody. Why were they shooting at Poland? What's Poland done to anybody? I, don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Poland doesn't. It's just like it's just like a, it's where you make fun of people. Texas is how many of TK's stories about women and then she's a lesbian now? Four. <laughs> exactly four. <laughs> Texas said, if I told you back in March that KP was the higher and had landed zero five-star recruits and he would lose his first two games to non-Power 5 opponents, what would your first reaction be? Pass the bowl. I would have been like, we probably need to hire somebody else. Just be honest. I mean, 
you you frame it in that black and white and, and in that way, then I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be. I would probably be a lot more negative than I honestly am, truly am at the moment. And again, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying. I mean, the question is, if you were told back in March these things, yeah. Yeah, because, in, in that manner, then I'd probably be like, yeah. he's awful. What are we doing? Yeah, we lost to Bellman and Wright State. Like that. Yeah. That's even as recently as a couple weeks ago. I say as recently as before the Lenore Ryan game. As bad as as the practice reports were. It still seemed unfathomable that we would come out and lose to both Wright State and Bellarmine, and I still think it's—I hate to use the word inexcusable because when you say that, it's like it's inexcusable. It's like, well, it happened. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Unacceptable. It's like, well, you—you kind of need to accept it, but it does feel it's something that should not happen. Words matter. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I—I I know all fans do this, and I find myself doing it too. Where it's like, this is just unacceptable, and it's like, well. well what do you? How do you not accept this? This is what's happening. If it actually happened, then I think it is acceptable. You can't just reject it. I'm like, well, well, I want to. Texas Terrence Jennings story. I hope I can read. I'm, I'm trying to read this. Um, I'm a student at U of L, and I'm at the McDonald's drive-through on campus. I don't remember the exact time, but I'm going with around 1 a.m. It was definitely late. Terrence Jennings is in front of me in his car. We played UK the next day in Lexington. <laughs> we lost by nine, and Terrence played 15 minutes too long. <laughs> what are you doing at McDonald's at 1 a.m. the day before a UK game? I'm not surprised. Not by surprised story. either. Yeah. Texas, what I would do to just have Ryan McMahon on this team right now? Yeah. He'd get big minutes. I think it's like a, like a game like what if you could name like one like player, like role player, like who would you put on this team from maybe like. Two years ago, or something. a role player. Yeah, you can't because you can't be. I, I don't want to be like like Jordan War. You can't say that. Yeah, you can't be like Jordan War, or you know, I want Terrence Williams before he went haywire. Or, Any guard. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll take Quan Four of this team in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Give me fresh Kimball all day. I'll be. I'll give you this. Quan Four at least could would add help with help with the defense. He'd try hard on defense. Yeah, he would try hard on defense. We I'd kill for a Tony Hicks on this team. We can't really get much worse. I forgot Tony Hicks team was on our team. It's, Tony Hicks would be the, the, <laughs> probably the starting point guard. We moved LLS off the ball. Did Tony Hicks ever play when he was here? Yeah. I barely remember that. It wasn't great. What is the reason why he blocked it out of your memory? It wasn't terrible. He was He was not great. I mean, I remember Quan Four, and I remember uh, the guy you said after that. I forget. I forgot who you said. So Rick. <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell the story. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, because come on. I already told mine. Rick like gave me the heads up. He like called me to talk about Tony Hicks coming here. And he basically was like, like, I've never seen this kid play. I've got no idea if he's good. But I'm really close to his high school coach, and I trust him. And so we're, t- we're taking him. And I was like, okay, doesn't seem like the best philosophy. And there was somebody who is a, a very well-known. Do we just have a free roster spot that year? I don't remember. We, I, not really. It was early on in the transfer game. There was somebody who covered basketball at the time, who was more like a scout guy. Everybody listening knows who he is. And he sent me a message, and he was like, Tony Hicks is not good enough to play at Louisville. I'm like, well, we're taking him. I don't know what to tell you. He's coming. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I literally forgot about Tony Hicks even playing. How could you forget about Tony Hicks? Played 23 you. games, started once, and averaged three points a game. I'd take him right now. I'd take him. I'd take him on this team any day of the week. Texas says, uh, has Trevor talked? I saw somebody did tag you in, on Twitter with this story that, about the Chinese man who ran the full marathon in less than three and a half hours while chain smoking the entire time. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's an accomplishment. What's your excuse? Well, I've been known to be, but I, I think I replied on that on Twitter. I was like, you know, I, there have been stories of, of 
you know, legendary legendary bowling Trevor while chain smoking. Like they used to make fun of me that I would go up and bowl while I still had a cigarette in my mouth. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Now, I mean, it could have been the, the amount of alcohol I was drinking that made me think I was a better bowler while chain smoking, but I, it could be either or. Are you one of those guys who, like, when you would start drinking or smoking, you're like, I'm so much better at, like, pool and ping pong and bowling and, like, whatever game you're playing at that time? Because no. I'm the opposite. I, like, I'm always, I'm always creative when I smoke, smoker. Yeah, it's like, like, are you really, or do you just think you are? I seek Buddha. I seek, seek Christ. I would seek therapy. <laughs> uh, no, I've never been, no. I, I'm not that. I just, if I'm drinking or smoking, it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it along with the activity. I, nah, I, I, I always got worse. So. I don't know if I could do video games sober. I've never even, I haven't done it in 30 years. I don't know if I can. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can play a game of Madden. So I don't, I don't even know if it's possible. Texas, but can this Chinese guy pole vault? No, probably not. Trevor can. No, that'd be hard. He's probably pretty short. Texas says, <laughs> fellas, I'm a diehard UK fan and no lie. You got the best damn radio show in the city. The randomness just kills me. Keep it up, guys. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will take a break when we come back. <clears throat> Excuse me, I cannot get this out of my throat. <clears> throat> I'll definitely have something more random for you at some point. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Don't don't encourage him. Right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we can take more text. We also need to to shift the conversation a little bit to Scott Satterfield, what he had to say today during his weekly press conference. Before we do any of that, reminding you, if you have financial needs, only one place to go in this city. It's First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust, they work with all their clients individually to help them meet their financial goals. They also have an experienced portfolio management team that provides in-depth insights into their investment philosophy, the economy, and relevant industry trends. At First Bankers Trust, they're not going to let anything go over your head. They break things down. They explain to you exactly what they do and why it works and why you need to invest with them. Making money, beating Appalachian State, both those things, they start with one word. It's trust, First Bankers Trust. Go to firstbankerstrust.com for more. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More text and a little Scott Satterfield talk on a Tuesday here on 1450 The Big X. Another baby, she's gone tomorrow, but all that she wants is another baby. Yeah. How great was Ace? I was about to say, did Ace the Bass ever miss? All they all they put out was bangers. I mean, I, I'm assuming they just broke up after that first album. I don't know the history. I'm not gonna look it up. We don't need to. to... Yeah, you got this song. You got don't uh, the anger song. I saw the sign, of course. And the signs, yeah. The the don't turn around in anger song, which is great because. Are you thinking of Oasis? No, there's an anger song they have too, though, isn't there? So, I don't remember. Don't, I, don't don't turn around. That's what it is. Don't turn around. Yeah, that's got the 
for those that don't know, there's two guys in the group. That's the one where the guy raps. Hey, somebody said guys? Yeah, there's two dudes in I the group. I thought it was just girls. It's two girls and two guys. I had no idea. Are and you the, sure? Yes. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want this to be a complete distraction. I don't want to totally divulge on this. But I, I am very interested in Ace of Base, who they were, it was how a, this happened. It was a blonde. Why were they, they were so good. It was, it was a blonde girl and a brunette girl. Right. And then the two dudes who look like some kind of like Swedish stereotype, like you'd see in, in the 90s. And, they, uh, and I don't remember anything. They do anything involving any of their songs. Except for randomly, one of them raps in the "Don't Turn Around" song. Are you sure it wasn't just like a featuring? <laughs> no, it wasn't a featuring. It was a, okay. I'll take your word for it. He actually, he actually raps. Oh, here you go. Check this out. I mean, I love him. He's gone. And that's it. You never hear from him again. <laughs> I mean, Ace of Base is apparently, according to the Wikipedia page, still active. So, I wonder if they're touring more than Uncle Cracker. God, how much? It? How much is an Ace of Base cameo? You give me that cameo. <laughs> Screw Uncle Cracker. Hi, right, Mike. We're Ace of Base. We just want to wish you a happy birthday. Don't turn around. You'll see the signs. Because all that we want is a cardinal win. There you hey, go. perfect. <laughs> I need that message. Uh, we don't have enough time to get to Scott Satterfield's comments. We'll just save that for the 5 o'clock Sorry. hour. It's okay. Uh, Something to blame somehow. <laughs> we're obviously getting ready for uh, tonight's game against Appalachian State. Cards, 5.5-point favorite. Well, you said it's now 6, according six to... On, it was 6 on ESPN. Okay. I, I saw 5.5 last time I checked odds. We got TJ. You said he's, he's TJ Walker, the sports talker. Very confident in the cards tonight. He's feeling it. He's feeling cards. He's saying lay the money down, hammer them. Is that a troll thing? He thinks it's an App State spanking coming. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think you know when it comes to money and gambling. TJ, he, he he'll troll as with the best of them. But I, when it comes to when it comes to gambling, it's 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 all business. He knows he knows that. Okay, I, I we don't mess with our money. I, I'm gonna send you something because I don't even know if you remember this. I mean, there's a fifty fifty chance I don't. Do you remember the the Appalachian is hot 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 recruitment video? That they put out in the mid 2000s, the mid aughts. Vaguely rings a bell, but I, I, maybe if I see it again, I'll remember. So for those who don't, I just sent you this. So I, yeah. I, I want to play it in a second. For those who don't remember this, Appalachian State put out a recruitment video in like 2005 when it, it was hard for things to go viral because things were less shareable. And I still remember this. It was my sophomore year at Dayton. This is two minutes long. We'll, we'll play a little bit of it. Okay. It was my sophomore year at Dayton. And everybody was talking about this song. Like I don't even remember how stuff got shared. I guess it was websites. Maybe it was emails. But this was so bad and funny that like everybody had heard about it. It went viral before going viral was a thing. Like remember, and you know, we'll we'll play the song. The visual helps a little bit, but it's just it's just pictures and like text. Remember when that was all YouTube was in like 0506 was a bunch of like slideshows with songs played over it. Sort of. I didn't really have a very good computer in 0506. Nobody did, which made it like U of L football would win a big game. Like we beat Cincinnati. And the next Monday, there'd be four videos out there where it's like basically just screen grabbed pictures from the AP that were blurry. They had the watermark on there. People wouldn't even take the watermark out. <laughs> and it would be like a, a slideshow with that, with Hell's Bells playing in the background. And you're like, hell yeah, man. This is, <laughs> this is the pinnacle of graphic design and media. This, this is. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. These pictures that I'm staring at for five seconds before another picture comes up with intense music playing in the background, this is as good as videos are ever going to get. And so this was the, it was made in the same vein. 
But this was the video, this was the song that I think the Appalachian State Music Department put together to try and encourage people to attend their university. And it's it's glorious. Play that bad. Right off the bat. Going places. Doesn't rhyme. Doesn't Appalachian is hot, hot, hot. Come and let me show you what we got. I like to see where they are now of these kids. A little early for guitar solo, are you thinking? Oh no, not for App State. I'm surprised this time with saxophone solo. There we go. That's what I needed there. Yeah, that's what you shall receive. And now they've got some key organs. That's a guitar if I've ever heard Oh yeah. Let everybody get their shine. Everybody yeah. needs some solo time. Take that ivory. <laughs> hey, lacrosse team. Woman holding a ball where her hair goes frizzy. Come and let us show you what we got. Come and let us show you why we're hot, hot, hot. Oh, blowing up a chemistry experiment. What's the old part? What old part? I changed my mind. It's what it like. Oh, I am. You can't know the picture of the girl high five is like a Here we go. Back of vocals. Oh, that shows the graduate. Hey, I do the radio part. <laughs> and they're standing in the snow. Oh, I tell you what, the the, the this app- is why Scott Satterfield went to that school. The Appalachian floating into the sign was pretty cool. Sometimes I, I know Louisville fans have had a, a hard time understanding why Scott Satterfield didn't want to leave Boone, North Carolina. That song right there I, clarifies everything. Why would you ever want to leave? I don't even know if I want to stay in Louisville anymore. Mm, 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 I mean, that was mm. that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I told I'm, you, viral sensation of 2005. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I even mean, when the when the guy comes with the backup vocals, I lose it every time. Oh, even when the weather is cold, cold, cold. Okay, come on now. These mayors when they bring in the the, the soulful backup vocals. And it's right when they show the picture of the black kid graduating. <laughs> it's like, you can't tell me that wasn't timed perfectly. It was 2005. <laughs> it was Boone, North Carolina. That's what I mean. Students and, and they're teachers. like, it's cold, 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 and they're standing in the snow. They timed up the pictures very pro- appropriately. It was a professional video. The girl jumping up to give the guy the high five might be one of my favorites. The whole thing was great. It was. It was an awesome video. Uh, Texas, what did your listeners do to deserve this? I just like I requested a sax solo, and that's what I got. Right on time. <laughs> Perfectly. Texas, what the bleep did I just listen to? The, the, Appalachian is hot. Buddy, mine just takes me. I've never heard that song in my entire life. Well, you just did. <laughs> you just started living. Your life began today, buddy. You can see. <laughs> Texas says that song sounded like it would say mayo is too spicy. <laughs> Texas says. 
Ace of base equals ABBA. Oh, no, ABBA wishes they raised the base. And then another text just sent me a... I don't know if I want to read this. It's a, a story from Vice about Ace of Base's secret Nazi past. I thought they were from Sweden. Be- they are. Before he founded Ace of Base, Ulf Ekberg was a neo-Nazi skinhead. Did Ekberg use Ace of Base's success as an opportunity to erase his neo-Nazi past and rise to a position of geopolitical influence? Well, Good. I don't want to believe this. Maybe Is that why they disappeared so fast? He achieved his goal and then just started doing Nazi stuff again? I, I, I'm sorry. The bottom line of that text is saying that the, the guy is going for world domination by joining Ace of Base. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it worked. I guess that's a baby isn't all that she wanted. <laughs> better be blue-eyed blonde hair, baby. Yeah, right. Well, girls, is a brunette in here. Was Sweden not Germany? So I thought they were against Germany in, the, in World War II. Well, they were, but Swedes, you know, there's, I mean, there's, hell, we got Nazis in America now. <laughs> They're Swedish. They're okay, always on the fence about everything. That's so neutral. Texas, if Uval doesn't play that song at some point tonight, they're doing it wrong. If App State doesn't play that song after they score a touchdown, they're doing it wrong. I do need to hit up DJ K-Dog, because I remember we played in the the Gotham Classic a few years ago, and when we won it, I was like, please play Gotham City. And he took a whole video of himself playing Gotham City, which I don't know if you can play that now anymore. Don't even know that song, yeah. It was R. Kelly. He made it for one of those bad Batman movies back in the day. Oh, did he? Was it like... Gotham City, City of Justice. Oh, was it like a Bat Dance thing? No. Like when Prince did the Bat Dance song? No. Well, it was it was like a song for the movie. That's what I mean. It was a bad song made for a Batman movie. Yeah, but it was like very like soulful and like deep, and it was just, it was not a good song. I don't remember that song. But we won. And so I was like, I was like, you got to play this song. We should play that song at the end. Of, if, if we win tonight, we need to play that song. If we lose tonight, we should play that song. Texas, was that Scott's D traveling band singing that? That would be a great name for a band. If we start one, that's what it's going to be. The Scott D traveling band. Ace of Scott D. <laughs> Texas, I'm pretty sure that song was performed by the, the group from SNL. I thought I'd heard it before. Yeah, they, the lyrics do seem like they're kind of off the cuff a little bit. Not a whole lot of time spent. I mean, the, the instrumentals... Pristine. <laughs> Vocals, obviously great. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I see. I the was, hook was catchy. Yeah, I mean, there's much effort putting that song as, in any little Wayne album. The hook brings you back. It always does. Terry says Curry needs to <laughs> right in the middle of all these things. Curry needs to watch how hard Olivia Cochran works block. <laughs> Whether she's getting the ball or not, she never stops working. I agree, but just a hilarious text to have in the middle of all <laughs> this all stuff we're talking about about yeah. Ace of Base and the Appalachian is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I agree. Olivia Cochran's a beast. She's fantastic. Yeah. I, I wish Sidney Curry had a little bit of the dog that she has in her because he right now is is not playing. I was talking a a local media member called me today and was like, I just want to pick your brain about some stuff. And he was just kind of talking about the basketball team, what he'd heard, what was going on. And it was like I was doing the radio show again because he was just like, what do we think is happening with Sidney Curry? I'm like, nobody knows. No, <laughs> nobody has any idea. I was like, is he sad about something? Is he just out of shape? Because him not being in shape is the weirdest thing to me. He was in shape at the end of last year, very clearly. I mean, does he look that badly out of shape? I, I he does it, to me. To me, it's mostly I, I just see a mental thing of just not wanting to try. But also, like, all we heard all summer and all fall was how much they're doing conditioning. Like, all they're doing is running. All they're doing is, you know, they're not even work during their uh, summer drills. They weren't even practicing with the basketball. It was just, like, just conditioning, just running, just running. I, I don't understand how he's, he looks the way that he looks. I I don't know. And then why has his game regressed so heavily? Is he does he feel like he's not enough 
of a focal point in the offense? Does he not like the staff? Does he not like the new? Like, I, I don't know what's going on, but he's not doing anything for us. No, I mean, except for pretty much just standing around for the most part. He got six rebounds last game, so that was an improvement. I mean, yeah, he he, he gets six rebounds on his, sitting on his rear end against that team. Everybody is sending me this story about the Nazi pass of Ace of Base. I did not realize they were that bad. This show will ruin everything for me. Every time we bring up something that I love, it's like, <laughs> just so you know. Meanwhile, Uncle Cracker won the Nobel Peace Prize. It's like last year when <laughs> I found out the, the, the guy who voiced Charlie Brown in the Charlie Brown Christmas special was arrested for murder. I'm like, you don't need what? to I, like, I don't need to know this. Where was that for that show? I don't know. Poor On guy. One of your trips. Well, poor guy who was murdered. I mean, well, I mean, was it self-defense? No, it was bad. Was it Linus? Well, no. <laughs> was it the voice of, of Lucy for like, picking up the football? I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah. that You guys are murderers. Is there someone who can tell me what Christmas is all about? I'm like, he killed a guy. <laughs> that guy talking right there, he killed a guy, a kid. Grew up to kill somebody. Text us if we can take one role player from recent years, Dwayne Sutton, because we need a dog. That's a good that, That's a good submission. Yeah, Dwayne Sutton wasn't backing down against IU and Calvacini. I would he, love. He'd get blown out. I would love to have. Wait, wait. No, Dwayne Sutton. You're thinking of Dwayne Morton. Oh, yeah. That's du- right. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Sutton played very recently. I don't know Dwayne Morton. <laughs> Dwayne Morton was clearly more talented, but the, the question was somebody, a, a recent role player. Oh, okay. I yeah. have to be recent. Well, that was the that was the topic that was brought up. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, yeah, no, I'm the one that brought it up. I know. <laughs> so you're just changing the parameters of your own hypothetical. I don't think I used the word recent though when I said role player. I think, I think you did. Said, well, I think you're adding that. But Dwayne Morton also not a Patrick, role player. Patrick, where yeah, where, where, Dwayne Morton also not a role player. Hey, he was well, he wasn't the role player on that team. He was because I mean, Cliff Rozier was your number one guy. I mean, Morton was a star on those those, those minor. Teams. I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah, I was it. thinking more Tony Hicks variety. You're going way down the totem pole then. I mean, because that, isn't that the point? Like, obviously, we would take like a, no, I want a guy that team. Can, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, he may be a little better than I would give than I want for this scenario. But starting with Ryan McMahon was the. I think we got to find a happy medium between Tony Hicks and Dwayne Morton, though. I think Dwayne Sutton is that perfect happy medium. That's not a bad one. You're yeah. right, and, yeah. the, and also the attitude. I mean. Dwayne Sutton never let anybody's energy level dip, which was the best thing about him. Only problem is I feel like Dwayne Sutton would probably end up getting a fight with somebody when his own teammates. See, but he wasn't that guy though. Like he did it, he, like, and that I think that really frustrated Chris Mack was he wouldn't, he wasn't the guy when, if somebody was slacking, he's like going to get in their face. He was just going to play so hard that it picked up everybody's energy level around him. And I think he never was the vocal leader that Mack wanted to be, but he was absolutely a dog, and you couldn't help but play harder when you saw what he was doing out there. Who is not? I've used this scenario before. This is the way this compares. Who is our guy that's going to bring everybody into the huddle before free throw on this team? Because oh, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a team, and I'm not saying this team probably Ellis, but I mean, if you're going to be a team that's going to make a tournament run. I'm not saying this team will be. You have to have that guy. That's that's your on court leader. The guy's gonna win four free throw, grabs everybody and says, Okay, come on, come here, everybody, let's get together real quick. We've yeah, had and I and we've had teams where we haven't had that guy before, and those are bad teams usually. Like we haven't, or it's been the wrong guy. Like I remember in that on that Dwayne Sutton team, like Fresh Kimball was the guy who like really stepped up and went, even when he was like on the bench, he would be like, All right, let's like get everybody together. It's gotta be somebody at play sometimes though. Otherwise he, you can't take him seriously. He played enough, but like we needed somebody and nobody else would do it, or they were too young. I, like L Ellis kind of wants to be that guy, but he's Here's his problem. He wants to be that guy when he's playing well. And everybody who played sports growing up kind of knew a guy like that, that when everything was going great, they would be like, let's go, let's get everybody get together. And then when things weren't going so great, they kind of – like the the clip that's gone viral of 
him getting the ball stolen from him and then just half-assing it on the way back and they're they end up four on one, miss a layup, dude gets an easy put back, all of our guys are jogging. Like that's the stuff that can't happen if you I want mean, to be that guy for this team. You look at the Bellarmine game, we misses the front end of that one on one. He's walking back down the I know it's not gameplay, but walking down to the court with his hand in his face. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, I understand you're upset you missed the one on one, but you gotta get over it. You gotta move on, man. I mean, it's just uh, you you dwell on one thing, you're gonna ruin the one next. Because I don't think Withers is that guy. Right, Curry's not that guy. Clearly. Holly Hatfield does not seem to be that guy. He seems too quiet and passive. I feel like Mike James could be that guy if he wasn't a redshirt freshman. I mean, he's, he's got that dog. He's got to step it up. Someone's got to someone's got to take the, the leash. And sometimes you see uh, guys that are, are redshirt freshmen or sophomores or even true freshmen, as the season goes on and they get more comfortable, they kind of become a little bit of that guy Like once conference play rolls around. But right now, it's I mean, we've seen him play two games. And I, I'm sure that he feels like it's still – too young, but I think Ellis probably has to be that guy. I just don't know if he has it in him. I don't either. Texas says, Mike, remember the the uh, Joe Hampton from Last Chance U who would pout and shut down during games? That's what I feel like Curry is doing in games right now. Well, oh. Joe Hampton at least would like throw stuff and get crazy mad. Like Sydney just looks like he's then just stares. Yeah, he's in Dreamland. Who's Joe Hampton? Did he play college ball anywhere? He ended up. So he started at Penn State. He went. To, he was on this last chance you show at this community college. I know the last chance. He ended up finishing show. at Long Beach State. I don't remember. Okay, so he played at Penn State along with was he on? I guess the roster with Levis and Clifton. It would have been like 2019. Yeah, that would have been 2018. Pretty, pretty loaded quarterback roster with with Sean Clifton and Levis and him. No, dude. Uh, basketball. Oh, I thought last chance you was the quarterback show. Last, no, that's QB one. Oh, okay. Last chance you had four seasons of football and then had basketball the last. Ah, oh, that's and okay. basketball's coming back next Sorry, month. Sorry, my bad. Okay, it's all good. All right, we gotta go break. We talked yeah, about the top of the hour. Show's mixed up. It's okay. We gotta talk at uh, top of the hour. Five o'clock hours on the way next. We'll talk a little football. We'll talk a, a little bit of uh, obviously hoops tonight. He got a new mercy, a new grace. Street corner preacher with the angry face. He got two years off for good behavior. Back in the neighborhood of working for the savior. There's two old ladies and a junkie not now. He can see for sure that his work is cut out. Though he walks through the shadows, he won't fear his neighbor. Back in the neighborhood of working for the savior. I don't know this song, but I knew it was Uncle Donald Cracker. Because it's good. My ears aren't bleeding. <laughs> you haven't wanted to jump out the window? Yeah, I'm, and I'm not suicidal at this moment. I mean, when, 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 
<laughs> Family Guy when they had to look at Meg in the mall. The camera got lights up on fire and jumped out the window. That's what if you played Follow Me, that's where I would be right now. I played Follow Me on here one time and you just lost it. That's probably what started this whole thing. <laughs> Five o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show <laughs> on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, a reminder again, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. Right now, new Refreshing Rewards members can get a free breakfast sandwich and free drink, any fountain drink, coffee, tea, fresh fizz, anything they got. If you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, download that today and then text at 502-414-1450. We've talked a little bit about Appalachian State tonight. Six o'clock tip on the ACC Network. Corey Alexander on the call. Get that mute button ready. Cards five and a half point favorites to finally get over the hump and win a, a game for the first time in the Kenny Payne era, which seems strange to say, but the Cards 0-2 for the first time since 1999, looking to avoid their first 0-3 start since 1986. To do so, they're going to have to take on a team that is uh, 2-0 this season, have not played quality competition. They beat a single guy named Warren Wilson, which seemed unfair, by 70. Scored a school record for 142 points in that game. And then beat North Carolina Central in overtime in their second game. And this will be the Cards' final tune-up before the Maui Invitational, uh, which will start next Monday. They'll have six days off to get ready for that. You'd love to have this little, I don't know, break, getting better, and then a tough travel period coming off of the win. I haven't asked you yet, TK, and we'll make our predictions at the end of this hour. Yeah. But where's your confidence level right now? Uh, I mean, for the season, just tonight in general. Well, I, we know where it is for the season. Yeah. We, I think we're all in the same position for the season. But for tonight, Louisville, the prospects of us winning a basketball game. How are you feeling? Give me a one to ten confidence level. Uh, I'll tell you how I don't how I feel. I don't like the the way you question that. But um, so for tonight, I'm at, I'm in a eight and a half. Okay. I'm feeling a win. I'm feel. I'm, I mean, I felt confident going into Wright State. I, I mean, I picked us to beat Wright State. Obviously, of course, they didn't get a pick to beat Bellarmine. So, I mean, take that. But I, I, my Bellarmine pick was still like lacking of confidence for mystery of what I'm going to see, and we'll leave that in the past. I still think we we shouldn't have lost to Wright State. I mean, we shouldn't have lost, obviously, but just from the way we played on the court, I thought. I mean. I feel like we're going to be a better team tonight. Here's the weird thing about the Wright State loss, and I didn't realize this at the time. We didn't talk about it on yesterday's show. It was the first time in four years that Louisville's lost a game where it shot 50% or better from the field. They had been 14-0 in those games over the last four seasons. They're still, like, the record all-time is, I think, like 166-9 in games where they shoot 50% or better. And they had to... There were reasons why that game felt better than the Bellarmine game or either two of the exhibition games, and we still didn't come out ahead. Like We had to do some really, really stupid stuff in the last four minutes to not put that game away, well, which well. is the, that's the, the hallmark of a, a, a wounded program and a team that doesn't know how to win just yet. But it was better. Like I feel like we keep saying that. It wasn't as bad as the 10-point loss to Lenore Ryan or the loss to Bellarmine. No, oh, no. They shot well. They just did some really stupid stuff down the stretch. If they can – and also, like, there were times in that game, and we've talked about it ad nauseum the last 24 hours. We, we had the post-up about it on Card Chronicle. There were times where, quite frankly, they let their energy level dip to a point where they were getting outworked by a Wright State team whose only chance at coming into your building and beating you is if there are periods in that game where they're just working harder than you are. And that happened against Bellarmine. It happened against Wright State. And it's why I say again tonight against an Appalachian State that is a solid, not great, mid-to-low major program, low, mid-to-low major team. They're picked to finish seventh in a 14-team Sun Belt this year. They're, in, they're average in every respect, if you're talking about D1. Like, they're 
somewhere in the 200 range uh, if you're ranking all 361 Division One teams. Very average. They'll beat you if you don't pay attention to detail. And if you do it, once again, let your energy level dip. And if you do it, once again, do really stupid bleep at the end of the game if it's close. But it is a team that as long as Louisville is intense, focused, driven, hungry to stop the embarrassment, stop the national stories, stop the local ridicule, and just get a victory, they should win this game again. They should. If they just, they don't have to be perfect. If they uh, if they abide by the game plan, remember what they're told, remember the scouting report, and play hard, they should win this game. I know when your tension with my confidence just went down. I know, I I know. I I hate even like, having to just, say you this. You just stuff. dropped my entire confidence. This is level not what I thought I would ever be saying because in the are... third game of before a Louisville basketball game. Trust me, trust me. Nobody's more upset about this than I am. But it's where we are. I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think your tensions were to make me less confident. I'm but sorry. You did, man. I mean. Because you pointed out all these things, and I, as you're pointing them out, and, and you're not wrong, I'm thinking to myself, how confident am I that they can actually do that for 40 minutes? All I want to see tonight is is, is so simple. Or not even 40 minutes. For an App State team that you're better, more talented than, or you should be at least more athletic than, you don't even have to do it for 40 minutes. like 36 minutes. I prefer 40, but yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you should probably be able to still win doing it for 36 minutes. Then again, you probably should still win doing it for... For only half of a game against Bellarmine, you still didn't do that. I kept thinking in the middle of the right state game because I would, you know, I'm listening to the announcers, I'm checking my timeline, and people are, are they're reeling off stats and they're saying, you know, Huntley Hatfield gets caught on the screen, or you know, right state's got to get Trey Calvin going. And I'm watching the game, and all I can think when I see all this analysis, I just want to scream with like the Billy Madison Spanish interpreter voice, like, play hard. It's all I want. Play hard. It's simple. I know that we are a roster that's not as talented as we should be at a program like Louisville. I know that we have a first-year head coach who's never done this before. We all thought that there were going to be some significant warts, or most of us thought that there were going to be some significant warts when it came to execution and talent level and all of that stuff. But play hard is not asking too much. And there are spurts where they do play really hard. And those spurts, not coincidentally, are the ones that are the best for this team. They're doing good things defensively when everybody's engaged. They're doing good things offensively when everybody's engaged. When the energy level dips because somebody gets a little pouty that they missed a shot or didn't get the ball in the right place at the right time, the defense gets bad. Guys get lost. Guys don't box out. Guys don't hustle back in transition after they make a turnover. And the gap decreases or it widens when they're behind. Play hard. It's all I want to see tonight. If they get beat because... You know, App State comes in here, shoots a million threes, makes a million threes, makes some crazy shots. Our shots aren't falling, but it feels like they gave their maximum amount of effort. I'll be fine with that. I'm not going to be thrilled, but I'll be fine with that based off of what I've seen these first four games. Just play hard. It's all I want to see right now. The bar could not be any lower. We're 0-2 for the first time since 99. We're 0-2 with two home losses to mid-major teams for the first time since 1939. We've never been – we're staring down potentially the worst season that any of us have ever endured as Louisville basketball fans. 19, 10, 11. The bar should be as low as possible, and for me right now it is. Just play hard. That's the first step towards progress. Just play hard. You ask so much for so little. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, you sound like Kenny Payne in the press post-game press conference a lot, though, too. I mean, He's got to find a way to, to... I mean, you, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, you, you know... You say it was more, like, umph and more, like urgency but i mean it was a similar message that he gave where he said you know just 
if you're if you're going if you're going to make mistakes, at least do it with confidence, but do it with energy. Everything full speed by playing hard. Yeah, I mean that's just because to be honest, even if you don't play well, if you play one hundred percent all out in these last two games, you probably still win, if not both, one of them. I mean, anybody who played grade school football had a coach who said, you know, I, I don't care if you mess up, but make sure that you mess up going full speed. It's kind of the same thing here. Like, just if we have guys that are out of position, if we have guys that are doing the wrong thing, I'm fine with it at this point as long as they're working their asses off. Because if you play hard, you shouldn't lose this game. It may not be a, a work of art. It may not be beautiful. But you are more naturally gifted. You have more size. You have more athleticism than this Appalachian State team, which is, again, recent history, they have a... Winning DNA, they've had three straight winning seasons for the first time since the mid-90s. They made the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. They've got players that know what it takes to succeed, but they still, they don't win at this level. They, they should not, this is not a team that is an especially dangerous mid-major team. I don't think that they're going to win the Sun Belt this year unless they have another crazy run in the Sun Belt tournament. This is not a team that you circle and say, this team should put the fear of God into you. Now that they're well coached, they've got players who know how to succeed. So if you don't come out and do the right things, yeah, they absolutely can beat you. You can't just show up and walk over these guys um, by being Louisville, which this team at this point, my God, if they haven't learned that lesson now, <laughs> is it going to take them going 0-30 to figure it out? I mean, that, I mean you, you can't I, show up and I, beat anybody. I mean, you can walk over somebody just for being Louisville, but you would have to actually act like you're Louisville to do it. And we we seem to we we have little on our chest, but we're we I, I mean we, we think we're like Moorhead. Just play hard. I think we're Moorhead. Well, Moorhead beat Bellarmine by seven. I was gonna say, yeah, I wish we could be Moorhead right now. App State, by the way, again, I mentioned the two and zero start. They have not started a season three and zero since all the way back in 1997-98. So this is still kind of uncharted territory for them. They have been a good shot blocking team through these first two games. Uh, they're they're actually first in the country in blocks per game, which is a misleading stat when they've played. Warren Wilson in North Carolina Central, but they've got a, a solid big guy coming off the bench in Justin Abson. Warren Wilson. Yeah, well, they deserve it. Who's blocked eight shots in two games. Eight. Five of those blocks, more impressively, came against NC Central. Three of them came against um, against Warren Wilson. So, watch the, again, quick synopsis here. They're going to shoot a ton of threes. It's who they are. It's what they do. They don't turn the ball over. They try to force a bunch of turnovers, which we've been bad at taking care of the ball through two games. And they don't compete that hard on the glass, especially. They don't go after offensive rebounds. They're going to try to get back and prevent transition opportunities. Louisville should be better on the glass in this game than they have been the first two. They should, should be able to win the points in the paint battle. We've said that for all four games. They've got it done once. And Who do we beat points in the paint against? Chaminade? Chaminade. And if they are able to defend the perimeter, get those hands up. High hands. Just be in the general vicinity and put your hands up. That's all we're asking. They should be able to keep App State from shooting a ridiculously high percentage on those threes. Those are the keys to victory. Please, God, get it done. Just, we need a win. Everybody, everybody, my, me, Trevor, players, teams, coaches, you listening, managers, whoever, everybody associated with Louisville men's basketball needs a victory tonight. Let's make it happen. I don't want to put any pressure on you kids, but if you don't win, I'm you might kill me. Oh, well, that's too much. <laughs> that's too far. If we lose, we're winning Maui. No pressure. We're going to win Maui regardless. We're an island team. I mean, how great it would be if we do go 0-3. Like, we lose tonight. The, the team base is just... Be the craziest Maui winner of yeah, all time. Yeah, he's ready just to pull the plug on the plane to Maui. And just, we go to Maui, and we go and defeat him, and we win the thing. Yeah, we can do it. And we come back, and we lose to Florida a Well, that's not happening. <laughs> we wouldn't play them until mid-December. So the, the, Maui, the Maui bump would be would have faded a little bit. But we would, I mean, we'd be the funniest Maui Invitational winner of all time. 
and it would be great. Not since Chaminade beat Virginia. <laughs> Can you imagine that, like, the early tournament resume that we would have? It's like, well, they've got three just god-awful losses that are all going to be quad four or quad, like, four losses. But they've got three wins over teams that are all ranked in the top 25. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know, I don't know what to do with this team. I'm just looking forward to the the announcers during the, during our game, during our championship run. Now they're just going to be sucking up to Kenny Payne. And, he's the best thing. He's I the, mean, this is the guy. Is Dick Vitale going to be doing these games? I no. don't know. I mean, he's not doing games right now. Yes, yeah, I think he It'd was. be like Hubert Davis this season in a much smaller nut. Like, yeah, like, like, he really. sucks. He's not, but then he gets in the NCAA tournament, goes on a huge run. It'd be the same thing. He is a god. Let's get it done. Um, just beat Cincinnati. We can't. That's honestly like, I know that the. If you're telling me you can only pick one game for us to win in Maui, yeah. it's Cincinnati. The expectation for a lot of people with this team is to go 0 3 in Maui. And I, I don't think there's a game that they could play, regardless of what happens tonight, that they would be favored in in Maui. No. But if we if we lose the eighth place game to Cincinnati, the seventh place game to Cincinnati, like that's that's the one that's going to kill me. That's yeah. the one that's going to sting a little bit. Because I've been saying for a long time, I love that the most recent game between the two programs was a top ten matchup where Russ Smith hit a dagger last-second shot on their home floor. I was there, made everybody cry. It was wonderful. I wanted that to kind of be the lasting memory that we have this rivalry forever. And if it becomes like them beating us in Maui in the last-place game, that's going to be – I don't like that. I don't, I don't want that say, at all. What does this say that ruined the the, uh, the David Pageant return? Wasn't that his when he came back from broken foot on like in early January? Wasn't it against Cincinnati? I know they beat us I, one, I, on New Year's Day. Like he, yeah, I think that was Cincinnati. Yeah, he, he ended up missing like a jump shot near the end of the game. To, to, T. Will missed the last second shot. Somebody did, yeah. I remember, and then Mick Crunch did like a big dance. Yeah. The Mick that Mamba. Was, I want to say that was Cincinnati. It was his return game. I was in Chicago, horribly hungover, and just wanted to die. Just I just it. wanted to die. It you know how terrible. much I love Pageant? I hate Cincinnati. I was like, just, you hate, is that why you hate Mick? It could be. No, I've hated Mick since his days as assistant. <laughs> Is there a real story there, or do you just not like him? Yeah, he just every time I'd see him sitting next to Bobby Huggins, I just wanted to like just just punch him in the face. So no, it's like break <laughs> yeah, a bottle no. over his head. Like I would see him and I'd be like, look at that little snot-nosed redheaded little dweeb. Like oh, what a geek. You know, we're complaining and whining. Just shut up. Just shut up. And then when we hired him, I'm like, I still don't like him. <laughs> like I, still, I didn't care if he was our when I was our sister. I was still sitting there going, look at that redheaded little dweeb. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about football today. We'll have more talk about football as the week goes on. We get closer to Saturday's game against uh, NC State. But Scott Satterfield did talk to the media today. He, th- there wasn't a whole lot of, I-, I guess, like poppy, newsworthy stuff. He opened by talking about the Virginia, the, the terrible event at Virginia uh, from yesterday, from two days ago that we found out about yesterday. It said that I think the team's going to wear some sort of uh, patch or sticker on their helmet this weekend to, to honor the three players. Uh, who lost their lives in that, which was a good way to start the press conference. He talked a little bit about the Clemson game, you know, said essentially what we've all been saying, that, you know, they were the better team, great atmosphere, all that good stuff. Malik Cunningham, I mean, I I, I quizzed you. I was like, what do you think he said at the beginning of the show? And you're like, day-to-day? Day-to-day. You're damn right. He's day-to-day. We don't know how he's going to play. I'm kind of going into this week thinking that he's not going to play because he's already got the left-hand thing. Now he's got this bruise on his shoulder. I, I mean, I, well, I mean, I would put his chances of playing at, I feel like it's below 50%. I was going to say 25, 30. I kind of do too. And if you're that low, then there's no reason to play him really. Is there? No. Cause Brock don't a 100% healthy Brock Doman. I think, you know, we can debate how, where Malik gets to, to be better than that player. We can debate if 100% Brock Doman is better than 100% Malik Cunningham. I'm sure some people have that opinion. I think we can all say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, a 100% Brock Doman 
is better than a sub 50% Malik Cunningham. Oh, yeah, not even close. Now, the what sucks about this game in particular is, and Keith Wynn was pointing this out, NC State, they've been great defensively this year. The one area where they've kind of sucked has been read option stuff. And we have, you know, one of the better quarterbacks when it comes to that. that with Brock, though. You can, but it's clearly not going to be as effective. No, it might not be as effective, but it's still effective. I mean, he did have, I mean, even in the Virginia game, he had in the finishing with what, like 80 yards rushing? Well, that's because he had the, the the sixty yard run on the play where everybody sold out to stop the well, running back, yeah, and you and I could score on that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great fake. Sold I, everybody out. First of all, I don't know if you if I could have finished on that play because I probably don't know if I could run seventy. My heart might have exploded, but as long as yeah. that, my heart holds up, I could I could have made it. Like, like Daniel Jones into that run where I'm like just like tripping over myself. <laughs> I could have made a play, uh, but he's so make him tackle me now. Yeah. I'm not getting this last fifteen yards. We'll see. I mean. The way that, that Satterfield phrased it was basically like, if Malik can play, we want him to play. And he, he talked about, you know, Clemson's one of the top defenses in the country. Malik was still 10 of 13 throwing against that team. Um, he, he ran the ball effectively when we asked him to run it. He's going to have to get healthy if he wants to be able to throw again. But basically, like, we'll see how he can heal up. And I, it wasn't like last week where it was definitive. Like, he's good to go. He's going to play. He's not 100%. He's got this, this finger injury. But he's our guy. And because it hasn't been definitive it reminds me of the week leading up to that virginia game where it wound up being dome and my guess is saturday morning we find out the brock's going to yeah, be starting I'd agree. but i could easily be wrong um yeah, my, was it uh, was the johnson kid the morris the sec quarterback no no who's our who's our who's our missing quarterback caleb, caleb johnson yeah maybe he'll come in and play maybe i mean i don't like if, if Blake's inactive and brock who is our backup after brock who did we have for virginia game it was going to be uh, Tyler McElroy, the kid from Trinity, the walk-on. Oh, that's right. That yeah. I called McElroy, and Patrick was like, I believe it's McElroy. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it, Patrick. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's a sophomore walk-on from Trinity. But, and Braden, Braden's, I mean, I'm assuming Braden Braden's, is our third string. By the way, on the play where the dude got held, where, where uh, they didn't call holding on Clemson secondary because they never do, and on the trick play, Braden threw a dart. Like, that was a beautiful spot. I'm like, maybe he should be our backup quarterback. He's got a hell of an arm. I've been saying it for, for a year now. I, I Also interesting, I found out this weekend, because Caleb oh, Johnson. Way, Nathan, not Tyler. Nate, thank you. Thank you didn't get his first Hi. name right this time. I finally got the last name right. I can't get the first name right. My apologies to Rock Nation. And the, the McElroy family. Well, it's worth. I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> I know where you're coming from. Nathan McElroy is the <laughs> was the backup for the Virginia game. That was great. Though. The Caleb Johnson stuff, though, it's really interesting to me. I found out this weekend he's been traveling to the away games, and you'd think if he's like this guy that's not going to play or that has no future here, there would be no point in taking him. They would just leave him at home. But he's been going to all the away games. He's not listed as inactive. Is he listed as the quarterback? To my knowledge, yeah. He hadn't been practicing in any other position. So. An, what was the Virginia had their guys listed as athletes at one point? No, football players. Football players? Yeah. <laughs> they changed that now. with uh, That was the, the Bronco Mendenhall regime. It's, oh, it's oh, changed now. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they just listed them as football players. Like the Zampane being listed as athlete in basketball. Yeah, now they don't have any football players. They're they're bad. But yeah. the, uh, the, 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 I mean, just list them. I mean, why is he there then? Is he an athlete? I assume maybe if something crazy happened, they'd want him to play, or maybe they think that he needs the experience because he's going to be a dude sometime down the line. I don't, I don't he's know. Going to be a dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe they think that he's a lot. He's showing more in practice than, you know, we all think just based on the fact that he hasn't played at all, and they've got. If that's the case, then how is he not considered playing time with? Brock I, Trevor, I don't have the answers for I, I, here. I, I, just think, yeah. I just think it's interesting that he's traveling because if they, if there was no future for him here, they would just leave him at home. He's not, not playing. No point, but. 
I mean, we, we know if you give me one Brian Brown question, what I would ask. If I got one Scotty D question to ask, I would ask him what is up with Caleb Johnson. Yeah, he's there's been no updates, really. I wonder what kind of answer he'd give me. He did give an update on Luke Kandra, who's been out for the last couple of weeks. Um, he's going to practice today, the offensive lineman, and hopefully he'll be back this week. So he's going to go through practice on a limited basis, and we're putting him in with the in to go with the offense. I think he's really, really close, and hopefully he'll be able to play this week. That's good news. Very good news. Good. Uh, no updates on the running back situation. I think that's kind of interesting. I, I believe it's safe to say we've seen the last of Travion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell this season. That feels. You think so, both? That feels kind of. I mean, they did not travel this weekend. If you're talking about guys that traveled, I I think that the writing's on the wall there. But who knows? I mean, Maurice Turner got reps, looked fine against Clemson. <laughs> You've still got three running backs there. Uh, Cooley's just going to leave with NC State when they leave on Saturday. He's just gonna fly back with him. He's on the sidelines wearing like <laughs> Wolfpack shirt. Um, so that's that. That that was really it was. That's all that Scott Satterfield said that was really notable. Nothing, nothing too groundbreaking. That's about it. Classic Sat Tuesday. <laughs> that should be a song. Beat NC State. Just a classic Sat Tuesday. Just another Satterfield oh, Tuesday. It's really boring. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, in real corny. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll take some text. We'll get you ready for tonight's game against Appalachian State. We'll make some predictions. We'll get out here a little bit early so you can flip the station over to 970 WGGK and get ready for the game. Early tip. A little bit weird. A little bit worried. We're gonna be fine. Don't <laughs> don't panic. All the way around. Don't panic. We're gonna be okay. Uh, and you know this is gonna be okay this season when it gets cold. Air serve because they got you covered all winter long. If you have heating problems, something goes wrong. No heat in your house. It's 2 a.m. You got small children, or maybe you're just a little bit of a, a Trevor Kelsey diva. You don't want to sleep through the night in a cold house. We get it. AirServe gets it. That's why they have technicians available for you 24-7. If it is 2 a.m., call them at 502-264-9662. They'll have someone available to come out to your home, fix your problem, get that heat in your home on so you can sleep comfortably. Again, 502-264-9662. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. The spelling is A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll come back, read some text, get you ready for App State, make some predictions. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Wrapping up next here on 1450 The Big X. To the lost and the vicious, every step, every breath, a new benediction to save the liver from awakened death as his conviction.
same old, same old. Final segment here of the Mike Rutherford Show. Don't mean nothing but a good time. Winning basketball How games tonight. Sorry, I didn't mean to go over Need to win a game. Getting you ready for tip-off at KFCM Center tonight. 6 o'clock on the ACC Network. Make it out if you can. Still shooting for the first win of the Kenny Payne era. Trying to avoid an 0-3 star for the first time since uh, I was one years old back in 1986. Let's make a let's make a play tonight. Let's beat App State. Let's get the job done. I was done. six years old. You were. I was a young man. I bet I had a chest hair. Probably. Uh, <laughs> cards, five and a half point favorites. I just checked on, on Vegas Insider, according to most books. You can get it at six, some others. Here's hoping they cover. Here's hoping they win. Just get a W. We, we've, we've, we've talked about it enough. 502-414-1450. We'll take some texts, and then we'll make our predictions for tonight's game. Uh, Texas says, Mike, your disdain for Uncle Cracker is concerning. How do you feel about Chris Gaines, Garth's alter ego heartthrob? I thought that was the dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> but why is it concerning? It just Uncle Cracker sucks. Didn't Chris Gaines play for the the Padres? In like a pre, in like a spring training. Thing? Yeah, Garth Brooks would always do that. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't I think Garth did it under the name Chris Gaines? Didn't he he went all in. He was like on SNL under the name. He like hosted and then was Chris Gaines was what? the musical performer. What was, was with that? Yeah, so he, he was like a goth music guy too. It was dumb. It, the whole thing was it was a, it was a misstep. Was it That's like, what it was? It was just like a poor miss at like Andy Kaufman doing the Tony Clifton character. Yeah, you know sometimes like. Maybe Garth thought he could get into comedy and then realized he wasn't funny. I don't know. It was it was bad. Okay, who do you hate more, Uncle Cracker? Okay, or the guy that does the lullaby song? Was it Ed? Wasn't Edwin McCain? It doesn't matter. You, you went on a 30, Uncle Cracker. I know who he you is. went on a twenty minute rant about how the guy gets laid for talking into a mic. The song sucks. <laughs> it's the song's worse than I think any of the Uncle Cracker songs. But Uncle Cracker himself is worse than that guy. So if you had you had to go listen to one of them in concert, you'd go to see the 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 lullaby guy. Yeah, because I mean, who knows? I only know Sean Mullins is his name. Sean Mullins, the guy. Maybe Sean Mullins has other songs that are bangers, and nobody knows it. Do you think Sean Mullins has more tour dates right now than Uncle Cracker? <laughs> You're curious. I'm a little curious. Sean Mullins tour. Like butters, just be a little curious, Dad. The link goes to a bad gateway. Five hundred two bad gateway. <laughs> I don't even have a website anymore. <laughs> uh, he's in Atlanta on August, uh, November twenty sixth. Oh, he is. So you found, you did find a, a tour date. He's in Blacksburg tomorrow. This guy's got more concert dates than Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker's too busy to make a cameo. That's true. I wonder how much a Sean Mullins cameo is. He's in Miami in February. Now, are, is this for concerts or is he just like like? Is he a lyric theater. Sure, he's not like a stewardess or something. No, he's 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 making music. He's playing music. Uh, Text says, yeah, this is people want your thoughts on Poland. We've already we've already established that. I don't know anything about. I mean, what? So were they attacked Poland or something? They invaded. Yeah. Well, they got hit with a Russian missile and killed two people. But I mean, was the missile meant for Poland or did it just like was it? We don't know. Because I mean, if they invaded it, I mean, That's NATO ally though. Poland is. Yeah. Okay. So well, in, so is in who's the country they were already arguing with? Ukraine. They're doing more than arguing. Well, you know what That's I mean. one way to put it. You know what I meant? Aren't they, weren't they in NATO, too? Oh, no, they dropped They're out. Not. They had gotten out of NATO. That's they'd right. never been in. Oh, they weren't? I thought they'd been in one no, point. No, because they you know, were a former member of the Soviet Republic. That's true. Well, says, well, will Louisville have a better record this year or Indiana? Is that that's how real? World War II started, by the way, invading Poland. Mm-hmm. Is that a real question? Which one? I didn't hear it. He said, will Louisville have a better record or Indiana this year? I mean, Indiana Uipui or Indiana University? Indiana University is. Because IU's already team. got more wins than we, I mean, they might already like have already topped our own win total. 
if you want to do, I mean, they're decent. A relativity deal, like they beat Morehead State by 35, who beat Bellarmine by seven, who beat us by one. So <laughs> six degrees of I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Texas, I'm starting to wonder if NCAA basketball will be like football, where there are only five great teams. Why? No. I don't think that's the case. I don't Didn't know why. Didn't North Carolina get beat on Friday night? I don't think so. Was it Carlton Charleston was beating them at halftime? They won comfortably. But they were losing at halftime, though. They won 102 to 86. Oh, okay, so they cruised in the end. Okay, I I, I figured they did. Yeah, I, they won their first two games by 12 and 13 points. So. But I just I know I was when I was watching the scoreboard on Friday night, I, I saw they were actually losing at halftime to College of Charleston. I wouldn't be shocked because the line in that game was only like 14, I think. I think Carolina was my preseason pick to win the national title. I think once you get to the tournament, they're going to be a really tough team. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if they stumble a little bit. Like no. they, maybe they aren't even like a one seed, but. I think with their combination of guards and Baycott down low, in, in a one win in advance situation, super tough out. Like, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, we've already seen. I mean, what we've seen what, what what how good they can be when those guards are playing consistent. And gloves, but good we've so also far. seen that they're going to have games where neither they one, just all off. Yeah, one of them's going to have, if not both. And now they both have an off night. Then yeah, I mean that's the game that Louisville could win. You get North Carolina on both guards off night, they could lose to anybody. What a statement, though. Like, we're talking about Louisville. I think they could take North Carolina, the number one team in the country. We're talking about what we need to do no, to beat App State and not go 0-3. The worst part I was when I phased it with, that's a, team, that's a game even, even, <laughs> even, not that Louisville could win, even Louisville, as if that's like the insult of all insults. I don't care. If, you know, we got, we don't, we're not worried about App State and right State. <laughs> I mean, the we're going to win Maui and beat North Carolina in February. If, if Love and Davis play horribly. If they do. If they play well or one plays well, we're screwed. Texter says, I don't know what this means. I don't know who he's talking about. I can't read it because I don't know what it's in reference to. <laughs> well, that doesn't. Yeah. That's kind of wrapped this show's alley, right? Texter says, do we have confirmation that this is L. Ellis's last year? It's hard not to shudder at the thought of how next year will go after the 23 recruiting class becomes pretty much a dud. I don't even know what class he my, is. My understanding has been that both Ellis and Curry have one more year after this year. When they came here, we thought we had three years of Curry and two of Ellis. They they clarified after last season, UofL did, that Ellis has two years left and Curry has two years left. Unless something has changed, they both could come back for next season. Okay. Texas, maybe it would have helped Big Sid to hire a strength and conditioning coach before, like, July. Well, he was, like, the you know the king of, what, horizontal leaping? He was the horizontal leaping coach at some high school in West Oh, Virginia. yeah, that guy. I forgot. Yeah, the, guy we, I, yeah, the guy we hired from a high school. He had yeah. an interesting resume. Yeah, interesting is a nice way of putting sucky. Oh. <laughs> He's a high school track and field coach. Assistant. Assistant. Oh my bad. Excuse me. Texas Louisville goes. Yeah, from, get the big whistle. Texas Louisville goes from leading the country in men's basketball attendance every year to averaging less fans per game than our volleyball team. Well, we're not there yet. <laughs> Capacity percentage for sure. Hey, and by the way, that's that's insult. The volleyball team deserves a, a full crowd. So look at them most slack. I mean, they they deserve a full crowd more than. Pretty much any sport on campus besides baseball, women's basketball. They're the best or team. The men's sports, really. Let's just say the women's sports should have all better crowds. They deserve it. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, yeah, they're top Volleyball five Volleyball and basketball team, yeah. Texas, I had a class with Dwayne Sutton at UofL. He was one of the nicest slash quietest people of anyone in the class. I'd be shocked if he got into a fight with a teammate. Yeah, that's that wasn't his MO. Like he, he Sutton may be the nicest kid that's ever played here. Well, he went to Manual. They, 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 they tend to avoid fights. Well. He played like a dude who was—he was one to fight you on the court. He did. He played like it. I agree. He was—I I, love Dwayne Sutton. I'd kill for him on this team for sure. 
Texas, my friends and I still laugh when talking about Dwayne Morton committing to Louisville because he said, I will be attending the University of UofL. <laughs> that happens every now and then where somebody will say that. Like, I'm, I'm I mean, attending, so, like, so we should be now surprised that he was also a Prop 48. Yeah, I don't I mean, a lot of times kids do, well, they will misspeak, like where I'm like attending the University of UK. Like, I've heard that before. I'm not saying that that happened with UK, but I feel like that happens every uh, signing day. There's like some gaffe like that where they announced their commitment. There wasn't, I don't think, a guy on the. Or it's like Louisville University. Oh, there was a player on our 90s team that didn't have to miss time for grades at one point or another. I mean, him and we both set out a full year they did. for grades. They yeah. did. Texas, did Trevor really just mix up Switzerland's neutrality with Sweden? I didn't know if you meant Switzerland or if you were just saying that Sweden also doesn't, like, you know. Which I, one makes me sound better? Neither was really good for you. I tried to move on. <laughs> I was hoping that you didn't mean Switzerland because that's the old joke. Like, I'm Switzerland in this. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm neutral. I think you may have thought that Sweden was the... I mean, in fairness, it's it's pretty much spelled almost the same way. First two letters are the same. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, thank you. I get it. And so Sweden's the one with the, the chocolate and the, and the blondes with big breasts, right? Sure. I think it's hard for the guys to play all out when their coach is such a low energy on the sidelines. I'd like to see more energy. I don't think that that excuses the, the low energy on the court. It shouldn't. It should. I mean, it, it should. Like, I, we had this discussion about how most successful college basketball coaches that you can think of are kind of high energy bench guys. There are some exceptions, and their teams still play extremely hard. So I mean, there's also exceptions of guys who are are, are, are brash and outlandish on the court who seem to suck and aren't good coaches. Yeah, yeah. Whose, whose players don't trust them. Who was the guy, the Kentucky guy that for the was the most over antic guy? Was uh Gillespie? No, he coached the small school. He had the mustache. He looked, Antigua? No, you're going you're going way too new or modern. He he looked like he looked like the the you ever show, show, watch the show Wings? Yeah. The guy, what was a the, long time ago? What was the guy that, that did the other airline? The the kind of heavier guy. He looked like that guy years. with a mustache. His name was his name was Dick something, and he was like over. I mean, he just he would flop on the court. He been his, an assistant? No, he was a head coach for like Murray or Morehead or. Oh, you were talking about you said Kentucky. I was like thinking UK. No, no, I mean a Kentucky college. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this is something. I bet your dad would know if you brought him up. He was so oriented in the nineties. I mean, he would flop on do belly flops on the court. He went. He went all out for 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 the uh, a dick the something act. with a mustache who flopped around on the court. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. Find out who he's talking about, folks. <laughs> it's your it's your deciphering Trevor moment of the day. I, I feel like we should give a prize out for whoever gets that. It's a it, it, you know New York Times. It's like their new puzzle. You know, you have Wordle, <laughs> you've got Wordle, you've got the crossword. You've got listen to this local radio show host in Louisville, Kentucky. Try to describe a memory that he has and figure out what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna bug me too. Now he's kind of tall sometimes. No, he wasn't tall. No, he wears shirts most of the time. <laughs> he's Preston. He looked like a mustache version of the ba- of the of the uh, the grumpy guy in wings that owned the other airline. That's the best clue. His name was. <laughs> I can't remember that character. You make you make people work for it. His name, it was his name, and I'm almost positive his name was Dick something. Mm-hmm. And he would take might off. His, they, might, might not even be his real name. I don't I, even know. We're not 100 percent sure. 100 percent on that. But I do know for a fact he coached a small school in Kentucky, and I think they played at UK one year. And he like he would just he he would just take his coat off and throw just a complete over the top antics every time he coached. The best thing about those clues he wasn't too, even a great coach. He just was was fun to watch. The best was, thing about your clues too is when you say like I'm 100 percent sure that he coached a small school in Kentucky. 
that percentage is it might not even be accurate. Like he may not have coached. <laughs> you may be thinking about a guy who coached at Wright State. You got like a lot of times when you're 100 percent sure about stuff, it winds up not being 100 percent true. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Texas does Dick Vermeil. <laughs> And Roy Biggins was the name of the Wings character. Okay. He looks like kind of like Roy, and he coached like a – I want to say the school began with an M. Maybe it wasn't Moorhead, though. It might have even been a D2 school, but I know it's a Kentucky school. Well, it's an assignment now. You don't need to figure it out. Somebody, right. Somebody's – this is it's, – it's for the people now. You know you're going to get a text from me at like 1230 tonight in the morning with this guy's name going, I found it. All right. It's going to be – Lon Kruger. I'm like, what? what? It's not Lon Kruger. That's who I was thinking of. (laughs) I'm not that bad. (laughs) Uh, Rashawn texted in. Does Rashawn know? No. He says, Mike, I'm telling you, this team is better than what you think. They have good size, and the front line is bigger than ours, and this kid Boykin can play, and he's a very good scorer. The best team Louisville's played so far. I disagree with that. Okay. I think Rice At State's first, I thought hard. he was actually talking about us. No, he said they're a classic okay. backline team. They are. Uh, and they go after offensive rebounds, and they sacrifice transition defense. I think Wright State's better than they are. Again, it's early. Rashawn could be could be totally right. Their front line is, is fine. I mean, the Boykin kid, again, he was playing at Union College in D3 last year. So he's, he's made four threes. He should not be lighting us up. Do you have the answer? I do. Who is it? Dick Fick. Dick Fick. Who coached Moorhead State. From 1991 to 1997. Dick Fick. Yes. Okay. Now go look him up and tell me he doesn't look like Roy from uh, from, from uh, Wings. Think, yeah, he does. Yeah, right. Thank right. you, yes. Think about what the conversation was that led to that being your reference. <laughs> we were talking about... What were we talking about? Coaches on the... Coach demeanor on the sideline. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, like, current, current being the, the key word there, coaches who are successful... And how many of them are over the top with their antics, and some of them are, you know, just more laid back, and they still get the most out of their players. And the reference that you chose to make in the middle of that conversation <laughs> was, former was Mo- a reference to former Morehead State coach Dick Fick, who coached there from 1991 to 1997. You are making that reference in November of 2022. <laughs> yeah, I, I get credit for knowing. I, I I knew Morehead. I knew Dick. I knew that just stopped right there. I knew knew a lot of things that were right. (laughs) The picture that somebody sent in. Somebody actually guessed it, but right after it said Dick Fick, former Morris State coach. Thank you, yeah. And sent in the picture of him looking very, like, like bitter beer face on the sidelines and just said, Jesus Christ, this dude is hammered at this game. He was. Oh, I love here's one of the first articles comes up from 1994 the antics of Dick Fick from the AP News. Several years ago, the ESPN has come up, created the Dick Fick Award for their most animated coach on the sideline. Texas is the actor that played Roy Biggins went to Western Kentucky. Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> Did he? I didn't know. Texas, when, when I was at West, Texas goes, didn't Trevor just say that he was sure that the coach from Kentucky did not play for Warren State? No, I said it. Well, I didn't think. So you didn't think it was Morton. Yeah, I did. It's totally him. I don't think it's Morton. I kept saying Morton, but I thought I think it was something smaller than that. Texture says, hey, this guy answers the phone. Yeah, it's Dick Fick. <laughs> oh, my God. Texture says, the, tre- the Daily Trevor puzzle should be called Treble. <laughs> Texture says, Trevor, D flopping on the hardwood with hair. Oh, my God. Uh, Texas uh, says, once again, in the middle of all these just nonsensical texts, there's another one about Sidney Curry. This just keeps happening. Continuing to start Curry is insane to me. If culture is what KP is trying to build, starting the guy who doesn't try it all shouldn't be the move. Um, poor city. I mean, the problem is, is that your only other option is Roosevelt Wheeler. 
Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We talked about how we've got Our way too many. Home. we got way too many big guys this team. We really don't. We've only got four guys that can play two positions. Well, like, Withers could play the four. I mean, you can rotate them yeah. between, but it's really you just have Curry, Trainer, Huntley, and uh, and Wheeler. That's it. I mean, that should be enough. Having four front court players. Is the, the problem most, is, that, is that you, I mean, you, yeah, but we don't have any wiggle room if one of them sucks. And unfortunately, we don't three, have wiggle room anywhere if anybody's like. That's the problem with the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point, analysis: the roster's just we don't have enough good players. There you go. We've cracked the code. What do we need to do to win? Step one, get better players. <laughs> I agree with you. Is it that easy? <laughs> you think? Well, why don't we think about this? I think we should have at least got an easier schedule. Thanks, Vince. Texas says, for the sake of humanity, Trevor, please donate your brain to science. Postmortem, of course. I tried. They gave me 20 bucks to take it back. Uh, Texas flopping on the floor with a mustache. Moorhead. Dick thick. I'm rolling. Thanks, TK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so perfect to even play for Moorhead, right? It was the triple threat of just <laughs> fantastic double entendre. I think he might have passed, actually. Texas. <laughs> God, way to bring it down. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it. Texas, okay. I'm excited for Trevor's forthcoming podcast, International Affairs with TK. <laughs> I'll read about Poland later. I didn't I haven't read about it yet. Texas, first play on Saturday, Malik starts, handoff, then dome and rest. It is senior night, so they think that that would... Oh, that's, yeah. Are we sure Malik doesn't have more eligibility, though? I mean, can't you just bring him out to... Bring him out with the, the crowd? I, mean, you know how to I would feel bad for Malik. He's been here for 17 years. Would not get to play in a senior night game. That would suck, but... At this point, the U.K. game shouldn't mean more to him, if we're being real. Because he's played against U.K. three times. Because he was all, he played in that 2018 game, even though Tutu Atwell hilariously started at quarterback. He played most of that game, scored the only big touchdown. He, like, like, he's been bad in those U.K. games, and he's had his team just get absolutely whooped. If I'm him, I'm saying, like, I would love to, to play on senior night if I'm healthy, but if I can only pick one of the two, I want to play in that U.K. game. That's me. Yeah. Texas says, is Caleb Johnson still on the team? Yeah. We, I mean, think. Texas says, we could bring Dick Thick back from the dead and hire him. No. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I can confirm. Unfortunately, he did pass away at the age of 15, 2003. Well, that's sad. Yeah, sorry. He was, but he was the 1995 Ohio Valley Conference Co-Coach of the Year. There's a Fitch. <laughs> oh, I can't even read that. There's. Not Finch. It's Finch. I know. There's a, a different worded T-shirt that's available for purchase. That, that <laughs> I was hoping was a, a, a Dick um, Thick reference, but it was it was not. <laughs> it's it's just a more vocal reference. I still I still think I nailed the Roy Biggins lookalike thing. Though. It, I, honestly, I mean, you yes. put a mustache on Roy Biggins. That is him. Texas remind <laughs> me of why Tutu started at quarterback again. We're still trying to figure it out. We don't, we don't know. Well, because well, we had everybody transferred except for Malik, right? I mean, because Travis had left. Jordan Travis left. Jawan Pass was hurt. Yeah. Malik had not been playing well before. And so Tutu Atwell had been, you know, they always made reference to him playing quarterback in Miami Northwestern. If he yeah. was just three inches taller, he would have been a great college quarterback. And so we're like, let's see. And he played a couple I think he played just one series and it was terrible. And Malik came back in and we lost like, what, 55 to 13? It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think about that that moment in time in November of 2018. Vince Tyre led the team out of the field. Tutu Atwell started at quarterback. Malik was still playing in his second season as a Cardinal. What a time to be alive! Now, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, tonight six o'clock. We're trying to get out of here a little bit early because it's six o'clock tip off. We want you guys to flip over to 970 for the, uh, the last ones here. 
And we're, we're always the last ones. We're the only ones here. I mean, shouldn't somebody be here doing the pre- pregame? On... I don't know how this works. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Cards taking on App State tonight. Again, five and a half, six point favorite. It's a game, I'll say once again, Louisville should win. But <sighs> I've said the same thing about the last two. The last four, technically. Well, they did win Chaminade. True. I'll give you, I'll give you that. You're right, you're right, you're right. Vibe check. You said you had eight and a half percent or eight and a half confidence level on a scale of one to ten earlier. I was, and you brought me down to seven and a half. I, it was not my intention. I'm sure it wasn't. How does tonight go? You're doom and gloomer over there. Does Louisville win a basketball game this evening? Are we having a happy Wednesday show? My God, we need it. Maybe it's the fact I don't know a lot about App State other than what you've told me today. They're hot, hot, hot. And therefore, you know, as I've pointed out before, ignorance is bliss. So with that being said, I do... I'm picking the cards to push on the line, win by six. I think, and I'm not just saying this because I want it to happen. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my blood. Louisville's winning a basketball game tonight. We are enjoying a victory. We are not going to go 0-31. We're going to win a game. Cards, I'm not saying it's a work of art. No, it it would be far from a Picasso. I'm with you. I I think they win. I'm going to say slight cover. Okay, so seven and eight. This is a team, this is an App State team that wins with defense primarily. They only let two teams score more than 78 points against them last year. One of them was Duke. I was going to say this year. No, no. (laughs) One of them was Duke. They lost a lot of of players from that team. They lost the core of that defense. I think Louisville wins tonight. I'm going to say 73-66. They did get blown out in all their their Power 5 matchups last year. They did. No, but as we pointed out also, they also have, I think, the top three or four players from that team last year aren't on this year's yeah, team. Yeah, they, they had a lot of transfers. They replaced. Yeah, they've done a, a, an overall, a overhaul. So, uh, who's our leading scorer tonight? Jalen Withers. Same as rebounding. Um, Brent Huntley Hatfield leads us in rebounding. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you on Withers scoring. I don't know. Maybe it's just blind optimism. Mostly rebounder. Sydney Curry. I almost said it too. I almost said it too. I, I don't know. I feel like I'd they, love to see it. Because if it, you know what, if it's not going to happen within this game, yeah, when's it ever going to happen? Maybe he's a Maui kid. I mean, I feel like I feel like at this point now we're like now we're like Steve Carell. Like if, it's, if we're not going to get laid by like now, let's just give it up and move on in life. He got laid. He did, but it took like thirty five more until like thirty years later. You know, Sydney Curry's he's. He he's a he peaks in late February. We found that out about him last year. <laughs> keep it locked and loaded for the ACC tournament. He's gonna be ready to go by then. All right, let's get this done tonight. Go cards. Yeah. Beat App State. Win or lose. We're back tomorrow at three o'clock. Flip it over yeah. now at nine seventy WGTK. Your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Yeah. They got the call for you with Paul Rogers and Jody Demling. Again, go cards. We'll see you guys tomorrow.